What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm very excited about today. And our other co-host, Dat Boy Dobby. What's good? Got another, got another W, back-to-back Ws, and uh, hopefully Barca get the W right now as we record. <laughs> and we have the honor of, of having our uh, special guest today for episode 13 being... Felix Palau, um, president of the Third Rail Bronx. What's up, Felix? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised you still got the yeah. voice, voice to hit that right there. <laughs> well, you know, Sammy, I, it has to come from somewhere, man. You know, this is what happens when you cap on 236, you know. So, yeah, man, let's get it going. <laughs> All right. So, Felix, rapid fire questions. Favorite current NYCFC player? Hmm. I got to say Tavon Gray. He's oh, from my hood. Yeah, yeah he's, Bronx boy. He's like no, no lie. He's actually oh. he, he lives like seven, eight blocks away from me. He's he's from my neighborhood, so I got to say Tavon. Absolutely, shout out Tavon. All right, you got to support the locals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Favorite all time NYCFC player. Yeah, favorite all all time NYCFC player. That's a good question, man. Uh, geez, man, that's a, we've had a lot of good players. You know what? If I got to pick a favorite NYCFC player of all time, got to be Alex Collins. Absolutely. Not not a common enough chosen like like one here, but probably listen, the most listen. appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. You scored two key penalties for us. Um, hell of a player. Love the community. Love the supporters. It's the um, flat out legend here. Yeah, he's a legend. That's all you can say. He's a legend. And he's an Iron Man, man. He that, that, that dude was never off the yeah. pitch. Always on the pitch. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, he was always there when we needed him, and you know that's why it was so you know hard to see him leave. And I think one of the most yeah. underrated things is that with him being Peruvian, there's a, a very large Peruvian influence in this area of, yes. of New York, New Jersey. So he definitely helped bridge that gap of that fandom to to the the Peruvian exactly. uh, Peruvian people in, of this area. Exactly. Uh, last question: favorite kit of all time worn by NYCFC? Yes, right here, the Innerboro kit. This kit is sexy. <laughs> Uh, definitely, um, I love this. I love it. It's it's a beautiful kid. Um, it's you know the backstory behind it. It wasn't a BS backstory. It was actually pretty dope. Um, and if I gotta pick my set, like you know, a tie for this one has to be the OG black kid. Okay. Definitely, fifteen black. Yeah, the OG black kid gets a lot of shouts here. I, totally. I'm kind of in a, so before so before the like when we first started the pod, we uh like like it was like it, it was like during the soft season. So like like we were still like kind of hung over on the on the uh, Bronx Blue and everything like that. And so we didn't know what the new home kit was going to look like. And right. for my favorite kit, I always gave the answer that it was the Volt kit. Because I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, nobody says it's their favorite, but it's like, I, I, I love that kit. Like, yeah, I love... Beautiful kit. Yeah, the Volt kit is yeah. gorgeous. And But now that this kit came out, I don't think I've worn a kit more. I had a Bronx Blue kit. I never wore it as much as I wore right. this. Like, like right. And I love the Bronx Blue kit, too. But this exactly. is just, yeah, it, it's starting to become my favorite. Like, every single time I see it, especially on the pitch, like, underneath the lights. Exactly, in the Bronx, yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great, especially with, the or- like, the orange collar. Like, everything yeah. just works on it. Yeah, listen, I'm a graphic, I'm sure you guys know I'm a graphic designer. So I, I tend to look at things a bit differently than a lot than a lot of people do. Now, as far, graphically, this is our best kit. Just because of the fact that, you know, it, the layout of it, um, how it, you know, just, it's perfectly centered on the body. The, you know, the graphic itself, the, the NYC monogram. Um, I really think that it was a step up from a lot of kids that we've seen. Um, honestly, the Volt kit was, it's just 
Okay, top three. I'll just we'll make the list right there. Vulcan is in my top three just because the color of it. I finally felt comfortable, you know, comfortable enough to wear orange, <laughs> and um, just you know, basic, you know, the basic color combination, the bolt, you know, just the the the, the, the vault in the middle. It was a really awesome kid. A lot of people were like, ah, I don't like it, but I'm like, miss me with that shit, man. This is a fucking beautiful yeah, kid. Same. <laughs> I, 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 tell, I, just, like, I tell everybody, I'm like, look, I'm going to look sexy in this kid. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's at first when we first saw the, the, the leaks of the bulk kit. It, it looked pretty ugly, but then once we saw like the authentic version with the star exactly. and the, the patches and everything, it's like, oh, okay, okay, this jersey actually looks pretty nice. You don't know exactly. what you're missing with those patches and every and those stars and everything until you yeah. actually see because of the smallest thing... Like, 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 and, and like, cause I'm not a graphic designer in the way Felix is, but I, I've experimented with Photoshop and like done some like sub marketing, like bullshit, like on the side. And yeah. you, you know, that one thing out of place or one thing in place can make or break everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it really does. And, and with that orange kit, I don't know what it was. That silver star on it above the badge just pops. I don't know why yeah. it is. I, yeah. I, it just it just pops. It works for me. Yeah, a lot yeah, of nice no. contrast. It was like, and the thing like I you, you see the orange and you see the silver. That's yeah, it. and it was like, and, and you also like well, like the Bronx blue, like the. Like, the the silver star when we got it last year like you you could you could barely see it like it it's completely opposite you know like the bulk kit it looks way better because it's because yeah. of the blue I guess it's like the darker shade of blue like it just pops off better and unlike the Bronx blue it just kind of like you could barely even see it it's like we were wearing twenty twenty one without the star yeah exactly I think the only time you really knew that it was a, a championship kit was because of the fact they had the silver uh, the silver um, uh, MLS patch on the on the sleeve so. It, it, it kind of got lost, but the bulk kit, it really jumped out. The newer one, I mean, if you really look at it, there's a lot of nice contrast because it's a different type of star. This is like more of a yeah. silver foil, but the other one was more like a, I don't know, like a press. Like a, it was, it's more of a suede press. It was, it was, it's an older technique, but these actually look a lot better. It doesn't it's get got actual, It's got texture to it. No, it's there. Yeah, and that has a really nice texture. So and I will it, it, doesn't, it doesn't peel off, does it? No, it doesn't. It's actually, you know, they, the, I, it's more of like a, I think they, these are vinyl presses as well. Like the actual technique would probably be more of like a press down at a certain uh, weight for a certain amount of time at a certain temperature. Um, usually, you know, they're usually gauged for those type of fabrics anyway. So more, it's going to be more of a nylon, so not anything metallic, you know, more, you know, usually you'll set off like a, like a, a metal detector, nothing like that, but it's more mm -hmm. of a nylon applique, if anything. Yeah, because I know that uh, on, on my bulk, like, it's, it's very subtle, but like on the on the star, like above the batch, it's kind of like peeling off in like one of the bottom corners. I just don't touch yeah. it at all. It's Fanatics, I just leave it yeah. alone. Fanatics yeah. fucked up a lot of the kits. They fucked mine up. Yeah, my, so I never put mine in the washing machine ever. Never put in the washing machine dryer, hand washed all the time. The ML the the black like um what what what's the word I'm looking for? The like the basically the plastic inside of the uh yeah. of the championship badge, which actually like spells out the letters and everything, all fell out. So now I just have a silver yeah. badge. No, on. it happened. It happened to mine as well. I think it was more because you know. Here's the thing, like we have our normal like I don't know how you guys watch. I watch my stuff at a commercial washing machine, right? So you know I'm always like let me be careful. Put these in the gentle cycle, hang up carefully. You know, yeah. I'm not going to put these in the dryer, but it's also how you care for it as well. But I feel like um, when you have those details, and because you're paying almost two hundred dollars for an authentic jersey, these these details, you know, they you know they're money. Those patches, those same pat MLS, um, the silver MLS patches, those are retailing for fifteen bucks each, right? Yeah. And if you look at them, you have that raised um, that it's almost like a raised um, plastic 
and yeah. you like a raised rubberized plastic or something. So you have that on top of the fabric, and you know it's gonna fall off in a couple washes. Like my my old one, the one that got burned, my Volkid that got burned from all the flares and smoke and everything, <laughs> like I wore that all throughout 2021. I mean 2022 rather, and then but like I wore it yesterday. Everything's gone. <laughs> Everything is gone from that from that championship. At least, at least it's better quality than the than the the Concacaf Champions League patch, which just falls off mid, like fifteen minutes into the game. Yeah, they, those are awful. <laughs> I always you see, and these are the things I look like. I mean, who does that? <laughs> Not good craftsmanship at all. You know. So, all right. So uh, before we hop into the result of the match last night, I wanted to ho- I want I kind of wanted to touch on and talk about your your origin story of how you became an NYCFC fan and. And kind of your, your your story and your and your background. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to a magical time. Date is uh, May 21st, 2013. Okay. You know, um, at the time I was, you know, me and my wife, we had been dating for about seven months. Um, she was living in Washington Heights, and so I was at her house. Um, I'm on her laptop, and so I had heard rumors about a club that was going to be announced in the five boroughs of New York City. Now, no disrespect to Jersey, Chris, but from the five boroughs in New York City, no way I'm going out to New Jersey to go watch the Red Bulls. Metro I, Stars, Red Bulls. I live in Jersey. I don't go out of my way to see the Red Bulls. Okay. So don't. And, and, and you're smart. You're intelligent. Anyway, <laughs> so I, you know, I go out there with my uncle, my, me, and my uncle, my uncle Felix. You know, shouts to my uncle Papo. Um, he took me out a lot to go see um, Eduardo Hurtado. He was an um, Ecuadorian soccer player. Um, and so basically, he was you know one of my favorite players, but he also he played for the uh, for the Metro Stars. Not a fan of the team. They're not representative of who I was, right? So, heard rumors coming out. Let me take it back to May uh, to May twenty first of twenty thirteen. I'm looking at the pre- I'm watching the press conference. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a Manchester United fan, guys. <laughs> Full disclosure. I've been following Manchester United since I was a kid. I'm not a I was I'm not a glory chaser. I've been following Man United since '86, right? So um, I was really conflicted about following a team that was CFG. I'm not a Man City fan. No disrespect to the Man City fans here, Benny, but that wasn't you know that that's the other side of Manchester, right? Hey, bro. I mean, it, now I respect. I respect. Uh, I have a lot more. I'm a Newcastle supporter. Of, I'm not even an. I'm a, I'm not, yeah. So. I'm more. Really, I have more. I, support I, have more because, because, um, I would support. I only support them because they're kind of like our bigger brother in a way. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. we go support them. Yeah. I, I respect the rivalry a bit more. Let's just say that. So now, what happens here? Um, I'm, I tell my, I tell my wife, I go, dang, Evie, I don't know what I'm gonna do. There's a team that's gonna be playing in, the, in Yankee Stadium. They're owned by CFG. I'm a Manchester United fan. Like, I'm conflicted. I'm. She goes, wait. You're from where? The Bronx, New York? They're going to be playing in your borough? That's a no-brainer. You're a Yankee fan? Are you kidding me? Are you not going to go watch this team? Done deal. Right? Not only so, that, the Yankees also part owners. Exactly. So that's the whole thing. And I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, been a Yankee fan since 1982, right? Um, so here's the thing now. You know, everything keeps rolling. Everything keeps, everything keeps rolling. Um, jerseys revealed. You know, the third rail is organized. Um, I wasn't there from the beginning, actually. You know, I, I, you know, it was just a lot of things that was going on in my life that I was not a founding member, right? Um, my first game was uh, our game against the Philadelphia Union in 2015. I believe it was our third home game of that season. That was my first game, yeah. too. 
Yeah, so, so check this out. So I had been a member of the Third Rail's public Facebook page. So some gentleman was giving away four tickets that night for, for 236. So for free, nothing. Here, just take the ticket, go have a good time. Asked the gentleman for a ticket, PDF'd it, got it printed, took the bus to the four train to Yankee Stadium, got there, and it was something that, to me, I fell in love with it that night. I remember meeting a lot of um, the supporters that I know today. I met them that night, um, not knowing that I'd had these friendships with them almost 10 years later. You understand? So um, it was something to me that was special because of the fact that here goes a team. This is something I have wanted for 17 years since MLS was announced. I wanted a team in my boroughs, in my city. For me to have this team now, have everything that I've ever wanted in a soccer team, for me to have that now and not support this team would be going against everything I believe. I believe in supporting my local no matter what. I wasn't supporting Red Bull because they're not my local. Sorry. Was not happening. So the reason why you see me going as hard as I do, the reason why you see me get involved as much as I do, it's because this is precisely what I've been asking for since I started kicking a ball around, was to have a team that I could support. The Cosmos weren't around when I was a kid where I can visibly support the Cosmos. I, they weren't around. So what happens here? I'm not able to get into that. So now, you know, I, I, keep, I, have, I have more of, a, uh, of an understanding of what this game is. I know what this game is. Give me one second. I, you can edit it. I got to... Oh, uh, I, I did for a second. I uh no. Yeah, my my AirPods just like yeah, my you're AirPods. Good. So I guess yeah, I guess Joe can I Joe can edit that. So now nah, we're uh, we're, we're raw uncut here, man. We just we, we go with it. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, like, we just we just so. one take wing it. Okay, so that's it. So you right guys already know my fucking AirPods are shit. They could go. <laughs> <laughs> much much better quality on the audio now. Yeah, now it's a lot better quality. So you know now that not everyone can really hear how my voice is. My voice is actually gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so basically, um. That's the reason why I am as involved as I am, because I have everything that I have asked for in the soccer team. You know, is it perfect? No. Or is, is are, you know, do, does, does the front office make a lot of missteps? Yes. <laughs> you can go on and on about that. Nothing is perfect here. But we have this team, and we have something, we have a chin. We got one of these, man. We got a coat. Well, we got a ring, right? So... For me, it's like, it's a lot more than just a hobby to me. This is, you know, a lot of people, you know, say, Felix, you go too hard. I mean, it's more than a hobby for me. This is something I love doing. And, yeah, you know, it's just passion at this point. It's just passion. Yeah. Ever since that 1 1 draw against Philly, you know, another lead that New York City FC allowed to get away from them because New York City was up in the 80th minute. Got, you know, Philly gets one in tie game i still fell in love with that team that night you know and i tell you i tell you guys one thing there are only two places in this world i have ever felt full and total acceptance the first one was the church that i currently attend right now the second one was the supported section at yankee stadium <laughs> i love it dude it, it's it's crazy to hear that because it, i'm kind of the same way because like so I had always liked soccer growing up, like, but like I, 
all my clubs that I supported were abroad. I never really gave MLS too much mind. Not because I hated it or anything like that. Yeah. I just, uh, when I was a kid, there was the Metro Stars, and I think I went to, like, one game. But, like, it, it, it was whatever. Then the Red Bulls bought it, and I cared even less. And, and then, uh, so, then, like, I remember, like, it was, like, World Cup time. I wasn't there for the initial announcement. It was World Cup time. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so on fire for this game. And the older I get, the more I appreciate it. You know, let's see about maybe checking out, you know, a local team. And out of, like, curiosity, I was, like, saying, like, like what do the Red Bulls look like now? Like, what does their squad look like? And then I noticed New York City FC. And I was like, I've never heard of this team before. And it turns out they didn't even really exist yet. They were... They hadn't even signed David Villa yet. Like, like this is like pre-first signing and everything. I think he had announced it after the World Cup that he was signing with them. And it's I remember nice to go in the World Cup as well. Yeah, yeah. and I just and I just and, and cru- crucial, crucial for Spain in the previous one to win their tournament. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he won a World Cup. I mean, <laughs> what can you say? But I mean, like, uh, the the thing is, it's like I I just remember I was like, do I get in on this team that I know nothing about? Like halfway through their like culture. Or do I take the, cause all of my teams outside of the XFL team I support right now, shout out to you, Joe. I know you hate it when I bring it up. Uh, um, you know, like, uh, you know, they all, they've existed long before I was here. Like the Yankees, Newcastle United, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, the Devils, all these teams have been around since before I was born. So there was a history there for me already. I have never, I had never to that point gotten not in on the ground floor for a club. And I was like, this is awesome because if I become a supporter of this team and I attend games and I get invo- involved here, like, you know, we can start our own culture that we can pass down to our children and their children. And, and we can say that we were there at the genesis of it, like at the very beginning of it. And yeah, no, that first season was rough, but I went to as many games as possible. I was at that. The Philly game was my first game as well. I remember right. the Medi Bellucci goal. I remember the fucking yeah, late yeah. equalizer. I remember all of it. I remember Bellucci taking off his shirt, like, yeah. like, cause he was feeling no, it that night. Yeah, like, I remember every, I, and that was the first soccer game I ever, like, 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 really experienced as a grown man. Like, like, I hadn't been to a soccer game since I was, like, seven years old at that point. I didn't remember, like, shit, you know, like, yeah, from that. Exactly. And, and I went to several games, Pirlo's first game, Lampard's first game, you know, like, all that. And I fell in love. And, you know, like, that, you know, however much money investment I made into season tickets last year for the first time, because I always went to games, but, uh, you know, I've never, like, been a season ticket holder. I can never afford it until last year. Yeah. And that was the best investment I could have ever made because, like you said, it's like there's such there's something different about it. It's different than any other team I support. It's my favorite team. Like, I like I like them more than any other team I support, and I, yeah. I love all my teams. But this is just, like, it, it's almost, like, religious in a way. Like, like, like funny enough. Like, it's just... It's like there's like a community around it, and I just it's, it's like it's a, it's like it's a party. It's like attached to your body in some some yeah, yeah. way or some way or form. I, if you cut me open right now, my blood would be the color of this fucking kit that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like like no bullshit. Like I just I'm in yeah. love, and yeah. I just Felix put it better than I could, so I'm not even gonna try to touch it's, it. It's so. amazing how a how a club that was basically started out of thin air almost ten years ago has become such a large part of our personalities. Like it's it become it's a part of who we are. Um, we, uh, yeah, I, I can't go. I can't go more than a day without talking to somebody about this club, about the game that we had, and about the signings that we're having. Like it just becomes ingrained as a part of your personality, and you don't even. It happens subconsciously. You don't even realize it. Yeah, no, yeah. and for sure. And one thing that like like uh, you just you just touched upon something. Like um, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Like it, it's 
it, it's so New York, this club too. Yeah. Like, 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 like in a way that like even the Yankees and the Mets like 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 are like it goes beyond that. I don't know. There's just something that's so ingrained about it in this city and in this like culture and everything. It's and I love that. Like 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 like, like if you want to like go to like a very like good sporting experience, I would highly recommend going to a Yankees or a Mets game. But if you want like a New York experience, the supporter section for NYCFC is it doesn't get any more authentic or realer than that. It it, it yeah, doesn't. I really believe opinion. that. See, here's the thing now. Um, when you know, just to take it back to to what Chris just said, I really feel like it's an auth- it's it's really authentic. That's the thing. You have a whole bunch of real New Yorkers from within the five boroughs, without the five boroughs, just the realest bunch of people you've ever met. And that's what kind of, that was the attraction as well. That's why I say I felt accepted there because, you know, if you guys know me, I'm about as five boroughs as they come. You know, this is, you know, any, any borough I step in, I'm at home. So my whole thing is, is that when you have a whole bunch of people like me, that's why I felt like I was accepted because no matter where I, like I, I have no problem stepping in any street in New York City. No problem at all. Never. Even Staten Island? Huh? Even Staten Island? Even in Staten Island, bro. Staten <laughs> Island is pretty cool. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I have stories about Staten Island at the ballpark, man. I, you know, as a ball player, so, you know, Staten Island is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, dude, it's, you know, I, this is why I always say I feel at home here. And that's why I say in 236, I felt that acceptance. Because there are a whole bunch of like-minded individuals who are not only these real authentic New Yorkers, as Chris put it, but they're also soccer fans. They're just about as crazy as a sport as I am. Perhaps a bit more crazy than I am, if that's possible. You know, so if that's you know, if that definitely is possible, you know, show me. Maybe Chris, maybe I don't know, but maybe Joe sometimes, but you know. <laughs> But definitely, that's that's where that's where it comes from. That's that authentic feel because these are authentic New Yorkers in that supporter section. Yeah. So I, I briefly want you. To, I want you to tell me what December eleventh, two thousand twenty-one, meant to you. Shit. <laughs> I, 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 we really want to go there. He was, to he was about to tear up. Dude, I can't think about that day without getting emotional either. So I'm with him. Oh my God. Let me let me tell you guys about December 11, 20, 2021. Um I remember waking up at fourth, like five o'clock in the morning. And mind you, my wife and I, we had just got into Portland. We got to our hotel. We checked in at 12:30 in the morning. Okay. Um, because we stayed outside of Portland. We stayed on like uh we this place called I forget the name of the place, but um, we, it was outside. Basically, we had to go into Washington to come back down into Oregon. It was, you know, it, it's like that, that, I guess I forget the name of the river that divides Washington and Oregon. Anyway, so I'm waking up at 530 in the morning, waking Evie up, getting ready to head out. Um, so we get our Uber and get to the hotel in downtown Portland around 630 in the morning just to help set up. I was tired, jet lagged. I didn't give a fuck. I'm about to go watch my fucking team play for a cup. Um, the march had started. Um, I had to catch up because I had to give Andrew uh, a hand just to get uh, put some stuff away. So we, you know, dropped it off. Tried to catch up. I was wearing my Tims, trying to catch up, you know, to the rest of the march. Um, 
And I just, when I caught up to the rest of the march, it was already just like electric, man. It was amazing. Walking through all those different neighborhoods, um, just even going up into, you know, Multnomah, the Multnomah Sports Complex. Um, it was, I, I just felt like this feeling of victory. You know, when you wake up, a lot, you guys must have felt this yesterday. You just wake up knowing your fucking team's going to win. This is how yeah. I felt that day. Nothing that anyone would have ever told. Joe would have hit me with the negativity stick so hard. And it would not have brought me down that day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and just getting there and just seeing how everyone was feeling the same way I was, it was it was amazing. Um, going through the whole match, I mean, we score in the 41st minute. I, everyone near the drums, I was there going crazy. Um, you know, getting scored on in, 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 in you know, stoppage time. You know, just the general sense of this shit ain't over. Right? And um I always I always have this 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 wave of optimism, no matter what. You could you guys can tell that off the bat. Something told me that day, we are not done. We've been here before. We were here two weeks ago. Right? So Extra time, you know, you you, you kind of hope nothing happens during extra time because, you know, if you can go in extra time, get it done, go into penalties, I'm loving our chances in penalties. Like I said, we went into we went into penalties the week, you know, two weeks before. Sean Johnson, you know, regardless of how you feel about him, right, already saved the penalty against New England. I'm going up there with the most fucking confidence. I'm like, we're going to get this shit done, no matter what. Sean comes up, blocks a penalty. We score a few, blocks another penalty. Um, Portland get a couple in. Alex steps up. Basically, five seconds after Alex steps up, my wife gives me the biggest, biggest, biggest. I'm getting misty-eyed just thinking about it right now. She gives me the biggest hug I ever felt in my life just because of the fact that everything I was going through that year and for it to have its culmination that day just felt like this catharsis. I was able to let go of so much shit that had happened to me that year. For me to have this one moment, for me to be able to survive that all that to have this moment was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my entire life. Not only that, we were also, what, like about a year or two, like fresh off a, a, a pandemic at uncertain times, yeah. you know, just to just yeah. to kind of like, you know, say like, fuck yeah, we finally fucking did something. It's just like, yeah. it's just yeah. like you know, off your shoulders and you can just, you, like the 12-year-old like kid inside of you just like comes out and you just fucking like jump for joy. It's, it was absolutely beautiful. I, I was, so my, my ex-fiance and I had just agreed to part ways like a week before that. But we were still living together at the time. I was living in Florida when that game happened. And I remember when Alex Collins sank that... Because she had seen me all throughout that season. We had been living together all throughout that season. She had seen the peaks of it. The, you know, the valleys of it. You know, like, like that terrible summer slump that we went through. That goody Terrence and free kick, bro. Just like, fuck, finally. You know, like... And that, that New England penalty shootout. We had never won a penalty shootout before that game. In our, in our six-year history, we had never... We had... As a matter of fact, just a year prior, had been embarrassed by a fucking outfield player, a center back in fucking net. Yeah. Fucking like, Schlegel. 
The only yeah, Argentine I fucking hate with the, oh my no, heart, Hugh Schlegel. There's no team I would. I would. <laughs> I would wager uh, that there was no team worse at penalty shootouts than we were at that point before that New England game. And when we got through that, I had to like. I did like one of these. I was like, you know, because I was just like. I, and but once we got to Portland. Something felt like poetic about it. Something felt poetic. It's like you can have this MLS Cup; it's here for you. But you're not going to have it in regulation time. You're going to have to go to the fucking trenches to get it. Yeah, you have to go to. You have to conquer your demons, like to get it. Like you got to do this. You got to see yourself through. When Alex Collins sank that penalty kick, I did not make a fucking sound. I I dropped to my fucking knees and just bawled uncontrollably for 10 minutes. The last thing I remember, I couldn't see anything after that penalty kick. I couldn't tell you what happened immediately after. I remember right. I remember like I remember my ex at the time patting me on the back and you know like letting me know that everything was going to be, you know, that that you know like this is a moment to be proud of. The next thing I remember is us lifting it and it just brought me back and like yeah, no, that was just and I've never like I have never seen a team win a first championship. The Devils exactly. already had a the Devils already had a Stanley Cup championship by the time I was like a grown man. You know, like like the Yankees were already a dynasty by the time I was born. Uh, the Steel Steelers were already had four Super Bowls before I was born. Uh, right. Like I had never experienced anything like that to to see if, and especially when you saw the beginning where it came from. We went from, you know, just losing to the Cosmos in two straight fucking u.s open cup battles a second division yeah. team to winning an mls cup within six years and becoming like the best team that year for my money there was no team better than us we earned that shit we had to go oh, on the road to do it yeah and so yeah, fuck you philly uh <laughs> you ain't taking that away from me. <laughs> not only that not only that because because of our affiliation with Man City and City Football Group, we, we, like everybody in the world, just like just congratulated the club, and I, I I took that personally as well as a fan from the club. I, I was eleven when this club first started playing, um, so I was I was eight, eighteen years old when, when we won the cup, and and you know, and then uh, for us to for us to see like so many people around the world, even Joe Biden, even Joe Biden tweeted at us yeah, saying exactly. congratulations. That was just like I was just taken taken aback by that i'm like whoa like Dude, even the president of our country is like exactly. congratulating us on something like on a sport that like not even like most of the population in this country gives a shit about uh, exactly. december 11 2021 is the best day of my life i will say that with absolute certainty the best day of my life it's not only I, 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 I would i would agree but it was it was only top it was only taught by argentina their the world cup victory <clears throat> i'd say i sorry sorry about that sorry about that my personal life and all all you know spiritual aspects aside of my life it's in the top three i, I will always say my top three was on the day uh, the day me and my wife got married shout out to evie um shout out evie yeah shout out uh shout out to her she's always there she's um she's just you see her with the with in, in la morga um playing her little guida she plays a little hard out and she's the she's the monster i created she did not like soccer when i met her um <laughs> Top, you know, I, num number two in my personal life is going to be the day I became an uncle, um, May uh, May eighteenth of um, two thousand and nine. I became an uncle. Um, I'm, I'm an uncle to a fourteen year old. Who, uh, he's going to be fourteen this year. Amazing Dio kid. Felix, huh? Dio Felix. Dio Felix. No, he, that's what he calls me. Dio. That's what he calls me all day. Um, and 
obviously December 11th of 2021 is up there. And to me, that's because for the obvious reason that, like, you know, like Chris said, 19, I was born in 76. The Yankees had already won, like, 20, 20 World Series by that time, 20-something, 20 20-some-odd. 20 um, I'd never seen the Knicks win a championship in my lifetime. Um, I'm a supporter of Barcelona Sporting Club in Ecuador. Um, they're already a powerhouse. I've never been to Ecuador to see them win a, win a championship, right? As I told you guys before, I'm a Man United fan. I've never seen Man United win a, you know, win the, you know, win anything. You know, in the, in England, I've, I've never, you know, I've never yeah. been to Manchester. Yeah, the, the past decade has been not so kind for you guys after Alex Ferguson. No, it really has not. Dude. Tell me about it, man. I mean, we beat Fulham today, but I mean, it has not been kind. But you know, we got some solids. We, you know, we we won Carabao Cup. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I graduated high school in 2021. My uh, my grandfather unfortunately uh, passed away about two months prior to to me graduating, so he never got to get to saw me graduate. And also, COVID kind of just like ruined everything. And I, I wasn't. I really wasn't. Um, I guess I wasn't myself of like. What today? I've just been going through like, um, you know, I'm just like, like, I was just confused, you know. I just kind of took a break, uh, stopped seeing people for a while, and you know, and then, you know, for me to, you know, to see City win it at that to the end of it, so it's, it's like a big culmination. I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like what you, like, you know, people go through shit in life. You know, it's it's part of life. People go through their ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, like you know, you, all you got to do is you, you just got to show up. You just got to keep fighting, no matter what. It's it's exactly. it's, it's never gonna it's never gonna keep being shitty. Because if you have that mentality, and if if you're going through like a you know like depression or anything, you, you just got to keep showing up. You know, it, it'll eventually get better. You'll eventually yeah. overcome it. And if you overcome it, you got something in yourself that most people don't have because you actually were there and you showed up to overcome it. So, um, so just, just to see, just to see city win the cup in 2021. That was just like, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I'm like, it, everything was just like, it just, it just went from like here, 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 here. And then like, you know, just started like kind of talking to more people here and there. And then bang, you know, just to go all the way up here. I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? It's like, I'm the king of the fucking world or some shit. And then, you know, it's just, Oh man, it's just a great feeling, man. I just, I, I just couldn't believe it when we won the cup. I, I thought it was only possible in FIFA, you know, considering yeah. our fucking... I was there at City Fuel when we lost to Pozuelo. I saw the penalty shoot in Orlando. I went to work at the press, day, the press man that day. And, you know, just to see us win it um, in, in the fashion that we did it as well is just... It's just unbelievable because as soon as as soon as I saw Portland score uh, in the ninety fourth minute, I'm just like, oh fuck, man! I like I just thought that was the end of us. So, like it's like I've seen this movie before, man. We're gonna we, we do so well for so many of the games, so much of the game. We dominate, we control possession and everything. They get one chance, they take it, and now it's just like it's just a matter of time until the cup slips away from our fingers. So close, but yet so far. But no, this team showed up and and they stepped up and uh, when they needed to show up and. You know, now we have now we have the star that you won't find anywhere in the Northeast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, um, and I and I really, I really feel just like, just to wrap that whole thing up, I really feel that when you have those days that stand out in your life, those milestone days, you try to hold on to that for as much as possible. Um, when you have those down days, right, when nothing can go right, when you know, when when you're just the whole, you feel like the whole world's just shitting on you. Um, you want to come back to those days because those are the days that you remember that you're the most happiest. 
right? Um, I think that, you know, I know Joe can share the sentiment as well because he was in Portland too. So, you know, you try, you, t you try to think about those times, right? I'm talking about you can go through the shittiest, shittiest days ever, right? But you always go back to what makes you happy because it's those things that make you happy are what keeps you going because you want to achieve more of that happiness. And the it's more like, you it's get... Like it's like that little motivation that little that just lights yeah. a fire beneath you inside you. You're just like, you know what? I can't I can't give up now. I gotta I gotta keep showing up, man. I, I gotta keep going. You know, just keep going, and, and you you you'll eventually get somewhere at some point. Exactly. Definitely. Well, going back to what uh, Felix was talking about, how uh, how Portland was more of a, a, a cathartic event for you um, with with uh, with with us winning. Um, similar story to Davi. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I haven't really. I've, I've talked about this publicly, but not not on the podcast. Um, but, um, I lost my mother, um, April 29th, 2021. And, uh, yeah. th that, the rest of the 21 season, um, I, my, the only thing that kind of brought me a little bit of joy from the, from the, from the moment of, of, of losing my mother was, was watching this club play. Um, and then, uh, going down to Philly, uh, with, with my, with my girlfriend, now wife, at, um, and at the minute we won, I turned to her and I said, I said, I'm, I'm going, I'm, go I'm going to Portland, um. It was it was something that like my mom passing away so young, um, it was it was kind of a wake up that you need to do things that you want to do when you like before it's too late because if you keep putting things off and putting things off and putting things off then you're never you're never going to get to it. Um, so at at the match um, in Portland, um, I'm standing with uh, UK NYCFC Barney, um, and uh, the mo the moment that Alex Collins kicks the ball in the back of the net while everyone else is jumping up and celebrating, I I I, I fall I I I. Kind of come crashing down to my seat, um, just because I need to I need to collect myself for a second, um, and I I, I I quickly kind of realize the 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 magnanimous of the of the situation of, of what just what just what just transpired, what just occurred, this club that I that I've that I'm in love with and that um, just won its first cup, and 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 me kind of feeling like it's it's my mother saying it's okay to be happy again. Um, yes. So uh, I, 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 I sat down for what felt like 10 minutes, but it was probably like, like maybe five seconds because I got, I got Barney, Barney ripping me up out of my chair and like we're jumping and celebrating and dancing. Barney. But, <laughs> but, it, but in, in those five seconds I sat down, I'm just kind of like quickly re reflecting on what just happened and, and how much joy this yeah. is bringing. It, it kind of it pulled me out of that depression hole of, of, of just of, of the entire season of just losing, losing my mother. Um, yeah, but it was definitely a, a cathartic event. And it's and it's definitely everybody has their their own individual memories of whether they were there or whether they watched on TV. My my wife didn't didn't join me out to to the trip. I, I decided to make the trip out there solo, um, but she was at my sister's house in Connecticut and she was and she was jumping around and celebrating and crying and and and, and happy um, as well uh, in in a, in, a, in a house full of people that that aren't soccer people. So everyone's looking at my wife jumping around like, what is she doing? Yeah. It's like some it's, soccer, that's some so soccer, it's so know, weird, isn't it? It's so weird because like my my family like they uh, my dad's a big soccer fan but he's not really into MLS but he he watches it because because uh, I I watch it and obviously he goes to the games with me and uh, um, he's from Guatemala so uh, he he obviously has some Guatemalan he follows like the Guatemalan football like he has some wonder kids here and there that he wants to uh, watch and play here so um, my mom and sister they're not really big into soccer um, but. Uh, you know that day we we went out to eat after the final and uh, 
it was just, like we all wore NYCFC like gear and like and everybody uh even the, the chef came out delivered my steak and he's like congratulations on your championship i'm like yeah man it's like i got like a fucking crown at the top of my head and i don't know i don't know how you guys felt the next morning when you you guys woke up and i'm like man i feel like a champion like what the fuck just happened i felt like a million fucking dollars i felt like the next day i felt like i had the best high i'd ever had in my life let me let me tell you all the next morning man I wake up. I mean, me, my, Evie and I had stayed up to like maybe. I, I remember we came, we got to the hotel room in time for SNL. We rolled up a couple, you know, smoked, watched, you know, watched SNL, cracked up. We just cracked the fuck up that night for whatever. It, you know, obviously, you know, we had just won a cup, so we're in a very good mood. And so the next morning, man, I'm like, I just rolled up, wake up. My wife's already up. What's going on, champ? She goes, Hey, how you doing? Good morning, champ. We get ready. Uh, we were going to join uh, a couple of friends of ours in downtown Portland uh, for lunch. And, you know, just even like walking through Portland, that strut. Yeah. You walk in, Tim's on the ground, you strut, beautiful. You're just like walking down a block. You know, you just, all you hear, your Tim stepping on the ground, like, bah, bah. just, you're on cloud nine. You just, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, um, especially, I know Joe, Joe, you can definitely relate to this, right? After the shitty 2021 that you must have had because you lost your mother and the shitty 2021 that I had, that was one of the greatest feelings that you could ever have because, like I said, it was a, it was a cathartic release. So now, after the catharsis, comes the happiness. Because, Joe, I got to say congratulations to you, buddy. <laughs> we got a future father here. Yeah. For every loss, there's always a gain. And that's a very beautiful game, brother. Definitely. He's no longer Coach Joe. He's Father Joe now. <laughs> Coach Joe, now he's gonna be Pa Joe. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> so in, in my office here, I mean, I have, um, I have, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, built up the strength yet to uh, to spread my mother's ashes. But right, right next door on my on my thing is, uh, I went, I went, out, I didn't, I didn't get the nice ring. This is still the replica, but I went and got the nice box, and it's just so it just sits there. Nice. It just sits there right next to it because I mean, it's it's a constant reminder of. Of, the, of what that year was and what that year culminated in and, and how how the, the how I, this soccer club their their what they did helped pull me out of of a hole um and get me yeah. back to some semblance of, of of what everyday life is going to be like for the rest of my life yeah definitely man so you know and also you know gives you something to look forward to yeah every every weekend <laughs> yeah, every weekend now we got something to look forward to and now we do it a bit harder for the people that we've lost Yep, and I think that the, the more interesting thing is like so like yes uh, yesterday I'm um, going to the game, so like obviously I like I I made my way over to the to the pregame march, but it's just like 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 you said how you feel accepted in, in two thirty six like those are your people, um, but like I I don't have a, a section that I sit in fr uh, frequently like and I and I, I don't really I, <laughs> I call Christian crazy for sitting over in the sports section because you, you guys get you guys get wild over there like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like it gets, it gets, it gets, lit, uh, it gets lit over there. I came home smelling like straight Miller Lite last night. <laughs> That's it. But I think it's it's fun how like just like walking around pregame and just seeing people that like faces that you've seen over the past six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, um, and just walking around and dapping people up like pe people you would have never known had 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 you not become a supporter of this club. Um, just yeah. fun, just walking, and, and even if you don't, even if you don't talk to them, and every day you, you might interact with them on social media. I, I people, I may say the first time that like, oh, I follow you. We 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 we've interacted on social media before, but I've never met them before in person. So it's it's definitely a unique experience, like going to a pre, uh, going to a match 
and just walking around the city, walking around, walking around the Bronx, walking around, like, like taking laps around the stadium and just dapping people up that, that you know. That and the only reason why you know them is because you're, you're you you both share a common love for this football club. Exactly, and and I think that's the that's the most important part of it, to be honest with you, because at the end of the day, this is what community does, right? I'm gonna be completely honest, and like like Joe said, honest with you, I would never have met Joe, Chris, none of you guys at all if it wasn't for this team. I wouldn't have met like there were people that I had already known before NYCFC that I still support the team with, right? That's like maybe four or five people. Overwhelmingly, the people that I've met in the last seven, eight years that I have been a supporter um, have been because I've met them there. You know, and, and it just becomes this thing where not only do we have this common love, we also have a common humanity to share. We all have a story. We all have a place we came from, whether it's Manhattan, whether it's Indiana, whether it's whatever, you know, like we all have a story of where we came from and how we got to New York City. You know, some of us was born, some of us were born here. Not everyone was, you know, unfortunately, but you know, you, you, everyone has that story and everyone's able to share that story. This is the great part about community. We get to learn so much about each other. And I will always say this, right? This right here represents New York City. It says it on our fucking badge, New York City. I go anywhere within New York City and I'm going to experience something I have never experienced in my life. Guaranteed. I can experience every culture in the world by stepping out my door in New York City, right? Very reflective of the people that I've met, right? I have, you know, I have friends from all over the world because of this sport let alone just from NYC. I multiply that because of NYC, because I've really ingrained myself in the community and I've gotten to learn and I've got to experience other cultures through these other people that I've met. And that is the most beautiful thing ever, in my opinion. Uh, that's, that's just the beauty of living in a city like New York. It's so incredibly diverse. You could, yeah, you know, you, you, like whatever, what, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever block you walk to, it's like a, it's like you're walking into like, like said's like said's culture is like country you know it's like it's unbelievable you you, you don't see it like uh, in other places around the world it's it's something that's quite unique like you can only find in new york city which is absolutely beautiful and i love it exactly new york a city so nice they named it twice amen <laughs> all right let's uh let's fucking let's jump head first into the match this weekend we're 45 minutes into the episode and we haven't mentioned a goddamn thing from the match yesterday that's all we've had already <laughs> it's so, so emotional as well you know everybody just sharing their emotions and like what they've been through throughout that championship year <laughs> you ever, are you a wrestling fan Tavi? have you ever seen that video it's still this is fucking real to me. Like this is this is. This is yeah. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I've seen that clip. Yeah. All right. So we are undefeated against DC United at home um, at Yankee Stadium right. or City Field. Six wins, zero losses, two draws. After last night's three-two win, um, we are now two wins, one loss, one draw in the season. We are fifth in the East. How are we feeling today? Um. I'm feeling great. Listen, compared to tenth place a lot, tenth place in last week, I'm loving it right now, dude. I mean, it's it's this progressive march that we're making up the standings, understanding that this is only week four. 
I really like the fact that we are now actually in fifth place. I mean, we're, we're, we're at where we're supposed to be at right now. And you know what? I'd rather be in fucking fifth place than ninth. Look who's in ninth place. The motherfucking Rebels. <laughs> Fuck the Rebels. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have one question. Donde está Philly? ¿Y Philly dónde está? Oh, they're all us right now. Hey, no, I, everything feels like it's trending in the right direction. Like, we all had our concerns with such the huge amount of roster turnover that we've talked about ad nauseum here. You know, like, like we don't, nothing else has to be said about it that hasn't already been said. You know, there's a lot of key players and iconic players that we've lost. However, it's also... This has also given opportunities to guys to step up and show that they're worthy of this badge and of the star that's above it and that they can bring another one. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, I guess we'll get more into individual performances later, but all across the board, I mean, I would have preferred that we didn't give up two goals, especially at the time that we did them. I think even Cushing alluded to that uh, in the post-game press conference. He was like, we conceded right after, right after, at the beginning of the second half, which is... You know, now, like, we're kind of scrambling a little bit. And then once and we scored... And the 90 goal, seconds after we scored the third goal, exactly. yeah, they get a goal right back. And then once we... I think what happens here is, is, like, this momentary lack of focus. You know, I mean, perfectly... This is perfect. 45 seconds into the second half, that momentary lapse of judgment on the, on the set piece. They, you know, they get one in. Okay? Same thing happens in stoppage time. Momentary lack of judgment. What happens, everyone's caught ball watching, ball goes into the back of the net. I really feel like there's this, um, th there really has to be a, 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 a culture of 90 minute focus on this club. This is something that we've seen from the very beginning that we've let a lot of points and it look, we, we missed CCL by one point last season. That's because we had so many opportunities last season to lock games down and we did not. That we, you know, it's either, you know, we get, an equalizer in the 90th minute, or we outliers, you know, outright lose the match like we did against Orlando last season um, away. We let th those two goals were scored what last 10 minutes of the match. It's that loss of focus. One of, one of them early on, and then the, and then the last one was a. So uh, one of them was early on, and then the last one was like a 95th minute corner snapped in by Akindele. So we and lost it right to the death. Exactly. So um, something that, that I really, really feel that would help them do that, it's just that locker room talk has to be like, hey, we can't lose our focus. Absolutely not. You know, it has to be where, hey, fucking foot on the goddamn throat all 90 minutes or no, or not, not at all. You have to put these teams away. You know, D.C. is not the same team that we beat Six Zip in 2021. They've actually gotten a little bit better. So I wasn't expecting to see Zip yesterday, but not I was, only that, they also win Rooney. They, he's a respectable coach. He nearly kept exactly. uh, he nearly kept Derby up with the with like a what like what like minus twenty four point deduction or something. Exactly. He nearly kept them up in the championship. Like you know, Wayne Rooney's not a slouch in the you know he's not a slouch in the coach's box either. He I, knows, I love he knows his that, game. That, that triple sub at the start of the second half is what got them back into the game and is what got them the the like kind of the enthusiasm to play again that's what gave them hope in, in the second half to play against us and they near they very nearly got a point i tell you if we don't score that third goal we, we draw that game did you catch his post post game press conference he said that if i could have subbed all 11 players off i would have subbed all 11 players off 
they were just god awful. Their midfield was shaky. I mean, we were we were linking up so many passes on the counter last night just through their midfield. It was ridiculous. They were really shaking up there. Yeah, no, for sure. But one thing that I was very we have been so you know like we have not to, to put it mildly as possible we have not been bullish about the attacking ability of this team and we have been wondering where the goals are going to come from the answer kind of came last night everybody so yeah. like i mean it, it was nice to see talis finally get off the board and finally you know gain some confidence i thought he had a very good first half at bare minimum i thought he was very good in the first half Santi right. Rodriguez, I thought, played a complete game with the assist with his uh, with his goal in the first half and the assist late. Um, you know, obviously we, we we got some energy off the bench. You know, with with, with Thiago Andrade, you know, coming coming on for uh, uh, for for uh, for for uh, who did he come actually come on for? Was it Talis? I think he came on for Talis. Yeah, Thiago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it came up for Talos, yeah. Yeah, and to, for him to, you know, get that, you know, that goal, like, at the time that we did, and we didn't know how key it was going to be until the game, until it was already over, that was good. But, like, we've been waiting for an offensive explosion from this team and the show that they can can attack. I don't need any of these guys to be Golden Boot winners. If we can score by committee, that's more than enough for me, as long as the goals are coming from somewhere. Uh, and we needed that. Um, I'm still a little bit, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, points of concern that we should talk about but overall i left last night feeling way better than i did for the one nil victory in the home opener i felt way better about last night than i did last week so right. you know um, and i don't know if any of you guys agree with that but I, I i felt like seeing us actually score multiple goals in a game off our own shoes instead of relying on somebody else on the other team to have a fuck up and a momentary lapse of the you know the momentary lap, lapse of focus you know, to get that goal. And, you know, like, like you know, we talked about fifth place earlier. You know, it's, it's very it's very early in the season, but at the same time, it's just, it's nice to see us at 2-1-1 one, one with the winning record right now because no, every, everybody had, most of the pundits had us written off this season. And now, and now, like, you know, the news has come out that we do have some reinforcements coming in. You still yeah. have that summer window to come, you know, that's got to come through and and, and 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 who knows what kind of business we can do during that. This team is going to get a lot better from here on out. And I'm very optimistic right now. It definitely it, it, it's going to be a case of um, the team that we start out with is not going to be the team we complete with, you know. So I really I really believe that uh, David Lee is going to be looking to make some big moves. Hopefully, he'll make them sooner rather than later. And um, well, we're, no, no, we're, now that now that you said that, uh, we actually added Rich uh, Richie Ledesma is actually rumored to rumored. be fi finalized. So, huh? Rumored what was that? Yeah, rumored. He's it's rumored that uh, his well, his his deal is being finalized. So well, now today, that you say that, it's like, well, today that's, that's PSV, actually true. PSV just confirmed today that they have re-upped his contract and he will be going out on loan. And didn't say to who, but we already know who. So, so I'm, I'm, I see, yeah. but these, this is the thing. I think um, David Lee gets a lot of shit. Let's just say that. David Lee gets a lot of shit. I mean, his job is already hard enough because he has to navigate all the all these god, these god-awful MLS you know, roster roles, right? My whole thing is that when you're trying to build a young team, and this team is profiled very young for the last three, four years now. I mean, we you know we've gotten you know now, especially this season, we got got rid of you know not got rid of, but Maxi left us. 
Um, a couple older players did leave, so I think the trend is going to be more for the younger player, and then really having these guys around for a few more years than we, you know, than than as possible, you know, because and also not o- not only that, David Lee also kind of touched on that because the club actually released a video uh, uh, with David Lee saying, "Oh, how how does like MLS rules work? How do the signings work and all that?" And he's like, uh, he actually planned to have Maxi Morales for this season, but Maxi actually personally came up to him and he's like. Uh, I, I'd actually like to retire in Argentina now that he has a family. He'd like to uh, see his kids play uh, play in his native country. And you know, Maxi's obviously a club legend. Like no nobody can dispute that. If you're an NYCFC fan, like he's he's honestly earned the right to. You know, if he wanted to leave at the moment, like it's like okay, you, like you've done you've done your business here. You've given us so much for the club. Uh, go 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 off to Argentina. Just um. You know, enjoy yourself over there. So uh, it's actually it was quite insightful, and not only that, he also said it, he was he was actually very impressed on how uh, he could actually keep like the, the the same team that won the cup in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two because it, it gets it gets difficult as you as you have all these players all the main core like for so many years at that point. I think it was like what like five six years already that we've had that core of the team that won the yeah. cup and to come That's back for twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, that was impressive. And not only that, I also saw that there was also something like going around Twitter saying that David Lee was the um, number one like underrated GM or sporting director in MLS. I, I, I like to believe that. You know something? Because we have made these really crazy signings, especially in the last four or five years, where these obscure, unknown guys, right, all of a sudden pop up on our fucking radar we don't know them from a hole in the wall, and they become these geniuses. Maxi Morales, you you would hear about him here and there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Santi Rodriguez, I've never heard of Santi Rodriguez before he came to uh, before mm-hmm. NYC. Um, same thing with Tati Castellanos. I mean, I've seen him play for um, I've seen him play when he was younger for the Argentinian. Um, I think he played for the Argentinian under 19s. Um, and so you saw that type of player, but. You know these real diamonds in the rough, and that's what I think. Um, it's it's a bit more speaking to CFG's recruiting um, worldwide recruiting network. It speaks a lot to how they scout players um, and how it's almost like soccer's version of Moneyball, if you really think about it, right? Um, Moneyball has always been predicated about uh, you know on not exactly superstars, but you know players who play well fundamentally who bring most value to a lineup, right? So you kind of think about it like that. That's, you know, that's been the approach and how he's built his team. I know there are a lot of people out there, a lot of, a lot of people in our supporter base who want us to use that old MLS 1.0 model, bring in the, the superstar player and 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 the main attraction and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll build the club around him. We tried that. Did it work? That's what I'm saying. So now we have this whole thing where we're finding these diamonds in the rough quite literally we've developed a great academy right you know we've we've just finished signing our what 11th homegrown this year this past week right and so once those things start coming together they all start to coalesce you start building out a great roster like i said I'm not. I'm not a big fan of bringing over the the, the over the hill player to get buns and seats so people come watch a game and and whatever. I'm not a fan of that. I want to see players in their prime performing for the badge, performing for the star over the badge. 
I'd rather see that than seeing, I don't know, Lothar Mateus when he came for, to the Metro Stars in 1996. What the fuck? Why do I want to see him for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I want, why why in my in my right mind do I want to go see Gonzalo Higuain when he can't even stand on his own two feet anymore? Yeah, no. I'm not gonna want to pay for that. No, I want to uh, pay. Not only that, he also he also costed um my my country World Cup. So screw you, Gonzalo. I'm glad we retired you in a baseball <laughs> stadium too. So uh, uh, go go swivel on it, Gonzalo. Uh, I, 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 I'm. I'm in 100% agreement with you, Felix. I have always been much more more fan of finding these young kids who are going to develop, who are already at like MLS level right now, and are going to develop way beyond that. Who are we, who we're going to be able to profit off of later, and who are going to who are going to give to the game, uh, you know, the greater game, you know, in in Europe later, or or even South America, you know, like or wherever, and and just turn them into into stars and watch them develop in front of their eyes. Like we saw the first ever professional minutes for Jack Harrison. On this club, we saw the first professional minutes for Angelino in this in this club, and you know, like we're seeing, it's not his first minutes, but we're seeing, you know, Mitya Ilinich, you know, emerge as a, a starter. You know, Tavon Gray just turned what twenty, and he's yeah. already and he's already a, a a perennial starter on this team. He's always in the mix. He was uh, he was started for an MLS Cup winning team. He started in that yeah. game. Drew, drew the foul that led to the goal in MLS. Exactly, Cup. that's that's the yeah. underrated part right there. Yeah, and and I and I love Tavon. Like I love like his his energy on the field. He, I love I love it. He also got Benteke. Not, not only that, time. every every time he like tackles Benteke or gets the ball, he's like stupid. Benteke yeah. <laughs> gave him a shirt last night. They swapped yeah. shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And, um, it's, it's awesome. That you know, was a couple times I feel like Tavon uh, was a bit overmatched last night. Right, but yeah. for the most part, Tavon did his thing against Benteke. Like, yeah, he really did. There was you know? one move specifically where he came into the middle after like he had just gotten past Martins, and he like swept him like just out of nowhere. Yeah. He just came up and just like I'll take that, thank you, you know, and just got rid of it. But like, and 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 you know, like we're seeing like, you know, guys like we, we we've seen Tati develop into a star. We're seeing Santi right before our eyes. Santi's destined for bigger things than yes. you know. But like and, and, and Talis, if we if we play him at that wing, he could be that next big thing as well. Yeah, the Talis has got all the tools, and I'm excited for his future as well. If he can, I think know, I think Gabi, I think you could also throw Gabi Pereira in the mix. Also, yeah. here's one. Yeah, Gabi yeah. Pereira. And not, not, not after thing. the last two games. Tiago <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrade had only played like what, like two professional matches before he got here. He's still yeah. a new pro, really. Like he was. He's going to his first two games for us. Yeah, yeah, and I, but the thing is, dude, like I look at the squad from top to bottom, and now like with the Desma coming in, I like this team a lot. I think this team is really good, and I think we're we are contenders. You have to take us seriously now. You can't ignore us anymore. Also, yeah. also that home, what's up? Oh, he's giving me. He, he, he wants a he wants a striker. He wants a striker. The only thing that's left is a striker. Listen, I, I you know it's I, I made this point last week. Um, uh, on, on my on my NYCFC forever interview, we ain't shit until then we got a number nine. Yeah, no, I agree, and I've said that we if if not now and if not in this window, I don't think it's going to be in this window. I think this window is a bit complicated to get a proven striker. Like in in between this, you're going to have to wait until the summer when some contracts are up or people are actually up for sale. Yeah, and- not only that, David Lee also touched in the video that the club released. Uh, 
you know they they they, they look at players in multiple different windows you, you know just because you know you don't see anyone get getting brought in doesn't mean they're not looking at people it means that they might be planning something for the for the next window you never know so we might already have our number nine you know if we can't bring him in right now we'll probably have to bring him in to toward probably towards the end of june or the start of july how much is david lee paying you to spend positive pr for him (laughs) (laughs) i just you know Uh, i wish i I wish i had some i wish i had some i could use it right now with each passing game that goes by, I it makes much more sense what we're doing and why we're doing it and why we're not just... Because the thing is, we can't just go out and get any nine. It has to be the right guy. It has to be the right guy. Because we, we've already seen, like, if you, if you go out and just get, like, the big name signing, that doesn't always work. I mean, it, it like, the only big name signing that we've ever had that worked was Via. That's it. The Pirlo was a flop. Lampard was mostly hurt. He was effective when he was on the pitch. But he saw yeah. the pitch like what, like twenty-eight times, three Eight, seasons, eighteen times or something. I think he, was, I think he saw the pitch. Twenty-eight appearances over the course of three seasons. That's dog shit. He was having like three years. Well, to, well, to, to be fair, two years. To be fair, he did have fifteen goals. He did have fifteen goals in those twenty-eight appearances. Listen, that's great and all, but you need to be well, healthy. The whole thing. I mean, Frank Lampard was at the tail end of his career. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Here's it he, was had won, he had already won what he was going to win. This is his, to me, Frank Lampard was the definition of the cigar signing, right? The big old cigar, the one, the victory cigar. He was that. De- he was the definition. He was Tony Rocha before he was Tony Rocha. In other words, right? <laughs> or, 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 um, uh, or that 30, 30 second appearance. Or, or that thirty second appearance for Pellegrini in the playoffs against Miami, where he just came off for the corner and that was it. That was it, right? But my whole thing is, is that. Um, I think um, that was just to get the excitement going. I mean, hey, a lot of people came over just because of Frank Lampard. A lot of people came over just because of David Villa, right? But this is why that model doesn't work. What happens when all those players leave? Are you supposed you, you, to you get, you get them stuff for a year or two, and then they dip after after they're gone? Because these, you know, you got these LeBron stands out here who will be fans of whatever team LeBron's playing on, right? They're yeah. not fans of the Cavs. They're not fans of the Lakers. They weren't fans of the Heat. They were fans of LeBron James, which is which is okay, right? But it's not real loyalty to a club. That's my whole thing. It's loyalty right. to a player. They follow exactly. a player's career, and that's so what that, getting these young players cultivates for us. It cultivates an actual culture because none of these guys are standing for Tati Castellanos in twenty eighteen when he's yeah. when he's being signed from Torque. You know, nobody's standing. Santi Rodriguez. Nobody's like saying, "Yo, Santi Rodriguez." You know, like 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 this. He, he's not bringing us like eyeballs like out of, out of everywhere. He's become like part of that club, and it's it's like it's it's like an, like an obscure signing that no one's ever heard of, who turns out to be great, and you appreciate the team exactly. as a result for it. So, and, would you would you say Magno's kind of like a different signing since he was a big wonder kid and he was already I, getting well, people from Europe? No, Magno's time. So, like Joe says with the American Restoration Project, where he wants to bring over lapsed Americans. Recl- reclamation have- Project. We already spoke about Gideon Zalala. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, just like that, I'm also of the Wonder Kid Restoration Program. Like, like, if you can find somebody who's young, and for instance, with Talis, it was never an issue with his skill. He was hurt a lot. He had a bad knee. In, uh, with Vasco, with Vasco, he had a very bad. He was, he, it, it was hampered by injuries. He was linked to like Liverpool before he got here, or like Real Madrid. 
Yeah, Real Madrid. Like, 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 like. I, I, I hate fucking Real Madrid. I'm not a Barcelona fan. I just hate anybody that any. Well, they lost. I hate anybody. They lost that ninety second no, minute winner from Barca. Listen, hold they up. Lost. Hold up. Time out. I don't like Barcelona either. I, I, I hate anybody that resembles the Dallas Cowboys of any sport. Fuck them. Like, like, like I, I fucking can't stand them. And, and Madrid is just the perfect personification of that. But like, that's to be inter- to get interest from those clubs means that you've got something. And he had injury problems, and those suitors disappeared. We swooped in and got him for like what? Like how 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 much was his fee? Like eleven million? I think it was like eight million, twelve million with incentives. Yeah, that's a steal. Take that. Like like I I, I love a move like that. That was a great move. He was the twenty nineteen top fifty gold dot com wonder kids. That's not a list that anybody can make. They're not just giving we're, those out. We're, we're, we're easily gonna flip Talos Magno for way more money than that. <laughs> we're easily gonna flip. Him. Yeah, I believe that. I believe I believe that Tal- I mean, Talos Magno is going to get it together long enough for him to become a serviceable nine and to actually take some shots on goal for him to get out of New York City. He's not going to stay. Listen, if Talos Magno plays to the back of his baseball card, so to speak, he's not here for another two, three years. No, I, I don't even see him here for a year and a half. I think he's gotten this winter, personally. Joe doesn't agree with this. No, I'm just here's my attempt to steer us back to the conversation of the game at DC United and not just NYCFC <laughs> in general. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to steer that by by uh, so uh, last episode I, I did my keys to victory. I'm just going to rehash them. Number, number the key number one contained Benteke. <clears throat> he scored. <laughs> we didn't contain him, and he looked like a man versus children out in the pitch. Every time the ball was up in the air, Benteke was bringing it down with his head, his chest. Benteke looked like a, a man possessed yesterday, and I was kicking it over the bar. Yeah, I mean, he he almost single-handedly put the team on his back and and brought them back from from the, from a very embarrassing first half. He almost brought them back to to level um, in the in that game. Uh, goal number two, just goals with exclamation score. Put the ball in the back of the net. We did that. We put three in the back of the net. That's very good. That's a big check mark. Number three, and this goes back to what Felix was saying. Goal number three, put in a full 90-minute shift. Don't give them hope. <clears throat> Not a full 90-minute shift. All right, we, 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 let them, we let them scratch, claw their way back into the game yesterday. I thought I thought for sure at halftime, up 2-0, I was like, I was like we're going to put four in the back of the net on these guys. We're going to walk out of here with a 4-0, 4-1 win. Easy, light work. They, they, they look listless. They look impotent. They don't, they, don't look, they don't look dangerous. And then... Fucking what? Forty-eight seconds into the second half, uh, they swing in a corner, and Benteke gets to the end of it and, and dinks it off the far post, and it punches you right in the stomach, and it's like, oh, okay, this this is a game again now. We need to fucking wake up because if we don't wake up, they're gonna they're gonna steal uh, they're gonna steal points from us um, at Yankee Stadium. And I know that Christian's a firm believer that we don't fucking drop points at Yankee Stadium. We're not gonna lose a single game at Yankee Stadium this year. Take it to the bank. It's, it's in the bank. It's in, I, 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 I've mortgaged my house on it and everything. We're not going to lose a single game at, home, at Yankee Stadium this year. Red Bull Arena, City Field, different story. Yankee Stadium, we're not losing a game. And then uh, I, this. Go ahead. Sorry, no, about you that. got it. You got it. You got it. Okay, so basically, this is where I saw a bit of the, uh, you know, the, the Benteke was in a different level last night. You could go back to that goal. You go back to the goal he scored, right? Um, Tavon, that was his assignment last night. For the most part, he did. His, he, you know, he he performed well, but. It was just that muscling him off the ball, everyone else is ball watching, missing their assignment. Tavon missed his assignment first and foremost. Nothing the Barraza could have done, right? So I really feel that there has to be from second one, 
you know your assignment, you know who you're picking up, you know their physicality, get in their fucking face, be a dog, and get that ball out of the 18. That, you know, Tavon had just looked that like he had gotten out-muscled on that one. So... Well, these are things that they really, really have to focus on. The the player who was actually going up for the header with Benteke was was Cheneau. Cheneau. Okay, yes. Well, but the thing is, Tavon missed his assignment on the ball, the yeah. diagonal ball that pre- pre- preluded it, because he was yeah. like, I don't know what he was doing, but he was like attached to Martin's hip at that point. I don't know why he was playing so narrow. He was playing narrow all night. Gabby was playing basically wing back last night. Yeah. If you look, like, 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 Go back and look at like where, where Gabby's on the pitch last night. I mean, you can see it in his heat map. You can see it in the passing chart. Gabby's on an island last night, right? Like he is not like that. And, and I think that has something to do with, you know. I listen. I love Tavon, but Tavon's not very a very attacking minded fullback. Fullback. He's he's very defense first, and that's fine. I'm good with that, especially right now when you have one of your center backs playing out of position. I think fortifying that defense is a worthy enterprise. Um, however, like I mean, he does. He he was way too narrow, and that as soon as that ball got out wide, I low key knew that there was some trouble. I, and I said it before. I'm like, "Yo, what are we doing?" You know, like I was yelling because uh, I like because I was just we had just gotten out of halftime. I was in a good mood. We're up two 0 Like, like what's there to be fucking mad about? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I see this ball just and there's just nobody there because Tavon's just so narrow. And the ball goes up, and I kind of, I low key knew that Chanel was going to win that. And if, if it's a 50 50 ball in the air, Benteke is going to win that ball. It's just a matter of is he, is he going to guide it in, on target? That's all. That's the only question that's left. Is it going to be a quality finish? It was a very quality finish at the end of it. Went off the post, went in. It's unsavable, pretty much. Unsavable. And yeah, it's 2 1, 45 seconds into the second half after a dominant first half where, the, where you weren't even sure if DC had even gotten off the fucking plane and Rooney himself said in the post-game press conference he would have taken all 11 players if he could have but he yeah. couldn't so he had to take off three and then save then keep two two you know two subs in the in the pocket for late energy and and you know props to him it worked immediately yeah and with um with football I'm a firm believer that that trends and and uh things things tend to be cyclical they tend to happen over and over again so um, at the at 90 minutes, um, uh, a service, a uh, free kick service from the from the width, from the le- uh, or from our right flank, their attacking left flank, ball gets whipped in. Um, who gets on the end of it? Same person who got on the end of the of the, of the game winning goal against uh, that when we played DC in the reverse fixture last year at Red Bull Arena. Steve Birnbaum. Steve Birnbaum comes in. Keaton is reactionary instead in, instead of uh, predictory. Instead of predicting where the ball is going to be and going up and being the aggressor. Uh, he's backing up, backing away, not really jump, not really going up for the ball. Um, Steve Birnbaum is the one who's attacking the ball. Goes up, knocks the ball down. Also makes freaking Keaton do like a freaking uh, half flip onto the ground. Uh, makes contact with his head, but it's not necessarily a foul because the ball's up in the air. It's a 50-50 ball. They're both, they're, they both have, have equal opportunity to go up and get the ball. So I have a bone to pick with that because, okay, so listen, I agree with you. It's not a foul. It's a 50-50 ball in the air. They're both, they both have equal right going for that ball. Both of them have a right to go for that ball, and if something happens, so be it. That's that. That's just that, them the breaks. I, I don't want anybody that's, to that's hurt. Football. Yeah, that's football. That, that it just it is what it is. Sometimes shit happens. That's it. However, that like, and maybe we can. This will drive a bigger conversation because this refereeing performance was piss poor last night. Matsy, come on, 
it was one of the worst I've ever seen in person. Uh, like, and that's saying a lot, you know, like because we've seen some shit. Yeah, we've seen some pretty bad Ted Uncle games during yeah. the derby, so we have yeah. seen a lot of garbage officiating. But that this was. This was Bootsy Barker, bro. Like, 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 uh, Mati went up for a 50-50 header with uh, who was the uh, the one kid on the back of a young kid on DC? It was Ted Kudupi DiPietro, the, the new guy, the rookie. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, it was one of the homegrowns. Yeah, forty-five. Forty-five. Not Durkin. Um, no, not Durkin. He was a he was a sub. Let me see here. Yeah, he was a sub. So anyway, he goes up for a 50-50 header with him. They basically just clash. I can bone nothing it. like I can bony. Yep, that's the one. There you go. Yeah, and Alcimbone's nose hits the back of his head. He called a foul. Not only did he call a foul, he gave, he gave Mott a yellow. He gave him a yellow for that. Wait, what, what do you what else, what else do you want Mati to do? Do you want Mati like duck? Here's the thing. I don't agree at all. But if that's what it's going to be, if you're going to punish guys for going into headers, like not, I don't even think he went into it hard. If you look at it, it looks kind of just pedestrian. It kind of just happens. But like, like Mati's back is turned to him. He can't see him. He just heads the ball, and the dude's head just happened to catch, like his nose just happened to catch his back of his head. It wasn't. It wasn't a foul, and it for sure as shit wasn't a yellow card. If that's the game that we're playing, all right. You don't like people going in kamikaze into headers or even somewhat stiff into headers how in the fuck is that berm bomb goal able to stand because he goes through keaton he like goes through it's also also a matter of protecting yourself too right yeah uh, right but you know for sure no for sure but the thing is and i don't agree with either call like i I would be fine with both of those not being called fouls i don't think either of those plays are fouls i thought berm bomb earned it he just wanted it more that's it period he, he was willing to go in there, get the head onto it, and put it in the net. Fair play to him. But if that's the call that you made earlier, I just want some consistency. That's all I need. I, it was a very inc- terrible game. I think my biggest problem was if, 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 if that exact play happens, where like say it's uh, we're on the we're on the road and we go up and head that ball in the back of net, like say it's Keaton or somebody, we get called for that fucking foul. Oh, in Red Bull Arena, we get called for that foul every time. It's never going to happen. That, that, goal, uh, that, right. that goal comes off the board. We do not get that goal. No. I, I just want some consistency. That's it. If, if this is your foul threshold, if this is what your threshold for what a foul in football is, okay, whatever. I can argue about it all day. That's your threshold. That's like where you draw the line. That's fine. Or, 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 or straight up, you're just a pussy. Just, just, just whatever. Just like, like, like just be fucking consistent. Just be consistent. Oh, I, I don't, I think consistency, but here's the thing about the, str- so a lot of people are like very, very excited about robo umps coming into baseball i'm not as hot on it personally as someone who's going who's an umpire cadet right now it's never gonna happen i i'm not a fan of it at all uh, but like like just here's the thing if if, you, if you're getting some strikes and they're just off the plate but he's calling that strike consistently it's your responsibility as a hitter to adjust because uh, because at least he's being consistent his strike zone's not changing it's just you're you have a problem with it that's fine i, I I had a problem with the way he was calling fouls last night, but however, the way he was calling fouls wasn't at all consistent, so I couldn't figure out what this fucking guy, what, like what he was doing. He was terrible. I, I've never heard his name before. I've never seen him before. He looks like one of the newer guys. I never want to see yeah, him. Supposedly, this is like his fifth MLS match yeah, that he's refereeing. Yeah, that's telling, man. I that's mean, five too fucking many. 
like, 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 if this is the way he referees professional football matches, soccer games, whatever, like. Just yeah, not, not only that, I, I said this last week as well on the on the on the pod that I feel like they're just gonna trot out like a bunch of new referees. Like they're they're getting rid of the old guard, they're putting in new referees in. Yes, but why is it that NYCFC is this guinea pig for all the new refs? Why can't we get a why can't we get a seasoned referee for one of our fucking matches? We've Christian, had a, you, Christian, we've had you a, tell him you're we've had a new ref for the past fucking three matches. Like can you can, can we, I just, Christian, can you we tell rotate him, please? Theory. Is my not available every week. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> my opinion is listen. Guinea pig effect. Yes, of course. But something we got. We all we always get used to that shit, right? My, my, my opinion is if we can just swap between uh, 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 Sabiga and fucking Elfath all season, I'll be good. Because at least uh, Elfath, I have my issues with, but he's consistent. He calls the fouls. Like like those are his. He's, He's been in two World Cups as a ref. He's refed in two World Cups. Well, so has Geiger. Let's not let's not get crazy. Like, 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 let's, let's chill. With I think Elfath. I think Elfath was involved in some uh, controversy uh, this this weekend with the. What, I forget what match he refereed, but I think he was involved in some controversy this weekend. Um, I'm not calls. surprised. It, it's, there's always something. I mean, sometimes there's the controversy is all like it's pretty much a do about nothing. Like like it's a bit overblown sometimes. But there's certain times where just like I. Like like corner gate like remember corner gate like I don't talk about it. I th- that <laughs> is just that is one of the most pathetic like displays I've ever seen in my life. That's just piss poor. Like like like, like you're a professional referee. How do you get this confused with this? Like like it, it, you you you've been doing this for how long? Eyes are like, just for decoration. Home cooking. Just, uh, uh, I do, every single time we play at Red Bull Arena, I'm like, is the fix in? Like is that is that what this is? They want that like nice like. They don't want to put us in the promotional t- materials. They want that nice, like, New York Red Bull player going like this above, like, a, a player wearing blue to get the New York market, like, like involved in the promotional materials. I'm like, fuck yourself. I, I've got a lot of conspiracy theories. Not only that, I think uh, 2020 as well, where that, that controversial goal that they got, I don't I don't think it was a goal. I, I, dude, every single time we play in that stadium, it's something. What's up, Felix? No, 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 I was. I wouldn't say anything. So, so <laughs> one of the more telling statistics that I that I looked up from this match um, is that aerial duels, DC United outdueled us in the air, sixty eight percent to thirty two percent, and I think that that was large in part due to the work that Benteke was doing up top by himself. Um, him alone, he had he won nine out of fifteen aerial duels. Good for six, that was sixty percent of uh, he won six percent of his duels. So, and I think that kind of is also telling of. I mean, Benteke only had a 7.4 match rating on FOTMOB, but you look at our you look at our center backs against who he was who he was battling with, and they're both sitting on, they're both sitting on 6.7s. What was that, Felix? Tavon was the only defender last night. The only effective defender, if you really look at that foot mob, I mean, 7.7. Yeah. No, Tavon had a game. But he was he more, had a pretty good game. More defensive, yeah. You know, defensively, yeah. That first half was incredible. I really feel that, you know, Benteke is really that X factor in that team. Just because of his size alone, he's gonna win he's gonna win 50 50s. You put him in that box, you put him anywhere in that six on the quarter, he's gonna find a way to score. He, he did it last night. Right. He's got that experience too. And I think that you know, it's just the fact that he right now is not he's not at MLS level. He's on another level. That that's all we have to say. Physically, experience wise. Yeah, you have to put him on another category, and as far as MLS goes, he's really he's really willing to put that DC team on his back, and it showed last night in his commitment. I mean, he's made, he made our center backs look disgusting last night. 
Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but you know, the good. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure Joe can like pivot to this like more formally. But the good thing is, I loved our midfield. I love the way we looked in that midfield. Sands is something else. I don't know what, what like he was already good. He just got that dog in him. He was always he was always really good for us before he left for Rangers. But now he's come back. It's almost like a treat because I don't think that he's going to stay past the past the end of like this season. I think 2020, 2023 is his last season in the Bronx. This is it. This is like the go. This is like the official like like so farewell tour for Jim, for Jimmy. But uh, so I'm grateful that he's here. However, like the way he's developed since going to the Rangers, I know his Rangers loan didn't go out, go the way he probably would have wanted it to, or the way like anybody would have wanted it to. But he just the way he we were talking about it in like the Twitter space last night. The way he reads the game is just insane. Like like his positioning is beautiful. His progressive passing has improved leaps and bounds since the last time he was here. And he is just I don't know what it is, but does he look bigger? To anybody else, does he? He did muscle up a bit. He definitely yeah. did. He, he looked like he, he bumped up a bit. He looked like he leveled up. Like he looks like he looks like like little fucking yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, he looks like little Debo out there. Like like I swear to God, like he and and Keaton Parks. He had a very poor first two games this season. His last two games, Parks' last two games, have all been immaculate. Keaton yeah. Parks was breaking defenses down like no one's business with those passes, including that one to Pufre on the first goal. Speaking yeah. of which, once again, going to refereeing, how in the fuck do you see that as offsides? Are you blind? I, I, I anyway. feel like I feel like if we're on the road and like we're going to like say somewhere like Red Bull Arena or Philly, like they're they're not going to VAR. They're just calling wanna, it offside as it is. I don't even want to get into it because at least they corrected it. And that's the worst but, part so because uh, after you score your first goal of the season, like T- Talos Magna wants to go over and fucking celebrate scoring that goal, like with the fans. Or, 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 but all of a sudden, like he has to stop celebrating because the fucking jerk off side judge fucking calls him offsides. Yeah, no, it was terrible. But shout out! And it was it was clear on set as well. I don't know what the fuck that guy was on. It, it, was, it, was, it was it was it wasn't even in debate. It was like, what did you see? Like I could see it from the bleachers on the other side of the pitch. I'm like that run was perfectly timed. That that pass is perfectly timed. Everything was inch perfect. Keaton's ball and was just was ma. I'm not the sold on pass from Kufre to to the brilliant finish of Magno. It was everything I'll you, perfect. I'll tell you what, I was not impressed with Kufre overall last night. That one pass was very, very good. I thought other than that, he was pretty meh. He's pretty mid. And I've Average. been I've been feeling this way all season. I still don't see how he's an obvious upgrade over Otor, even Amundsen. I still don't see like like I mean, I'm fine with having him on loan for a year, because maybe things change. You know, everything could change. It's a long season. He's from he's he's from a different country. You know, he's been playing in Spain for the last several years. He's come, he's settling into a new side with a new system with new players that he doesn't know. So I get it. Like there's going to be an adjustment period. And, and new language. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, it, it's been. We're going to see Gouffre ball out. I really believe I that. So. Yeah, because here's the thing. He's showing you know these past two games. Um, despite Chris's opinion, right? He has shown those flashes of brilliance. He had he's shown signs of it, yes, flashes. Yeah, all of a shot last week against Miami. Yeah, that, that, you know that ball last night was sublime. I mean, seriously, how, he, the way the way he stayed in that pocket and just beat the entire defense. I, mean, I agree with you, Chris. How the fuck was that offside when the when, when the trail defender is keeping him on? Right, and he didn't even call the Santi goal offside, which was way closer. 
It's exactly. So now my whole thing is, is that once you give him time to adjust, you're going to see Brian Kufre just level up and become the shutdown guy on the left wing. I really believe oh, that. I, I, I could see it. I think so. I, 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 I'd be happy to see it. I don't root against anybody. Like, like, like there's certain like hate, hate and ass motherfuckers out there who will, who will root against somebody and then be mad just because they were proven wrong. This is my team. Our success, his success, Kufre's success is all of our success. Exactly. We all get. If he gets to eat, we all get to eat. Uh, and he, but, he gets in on the project. We get in there on the project. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I, I want to see him succeed, and I want to see him level up. And you know, like the like in the way that we all know that he can, because he has shown signs of it. Like you said, he's had a few good shots on goal. He's had some very good balls into the area. But there's like certain areas of his game. Like I feel like he just needs. Like, like Joe said, like earlier, a 90-minute shift. I think that's what we need from Kufre. We need a 90-minute shift from Kufre where he's just fine. Now, listen, everybody's going to make mistakes. I'm not asking for perfection. It's impossible for human beings. It's not possible. But, I, you know, something where you're giving it all for 90 minutes, we can tell. You know, and uh, but that first goal, great piece of business. Second goal, even better, in my opinion. Yeah, that second yeah. that second goal that that, that that the wherewithal for for Pereira to make that touch as the defenders closing down on to play to play something in space that was that's next level. I mean, I'm sorry to steal the a quote from uh, from Ian Ian Joy, uh, but that was absolutely next level that touch by by Gabriel Pereira to play Santi into space. I really feel like when you see those passes, when you see that play developing, when you already know that space is so available. Everyone in the park knows that that space is available. When you see such a sublime pass come like that, it look—it's just—it's—it's it's a piece of—it's a piece of art. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a piece of art. Pace, just the weight on the pass, where it's going—it was just a—you know—it was a beautiful goal to watch. And follow up touches. And Gabby knew he was going to get clattered after he after he released that ball too. He knew that the tackle was coming in hard. Now, if he got that ball off, that he was going to get, he was going to get his legs tangled up. And I was really happy about how he got stuck in on that too because he knew absolutely once he got the ball he was taken at him. But you know what? He, put, he still put in a good pass, you know. And that was really that game changing moment in my opinion. Once you saw him take that hit, still get that pass off, you know. You see the space. You see the ball go back in the, in the back of the net. It was a it was poetic. I mean, that's the only way I put that goal. You get stuck in, things happen. A gorgeous goal, and also I think it. Uh, well, the third goal we'll talk about in a second, but like, like it was just—it was a beautiful team play where everybody did their jobs and everybody had to in order for it to work. Like, like because it because the margin for error is this here, and 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 either way, even if you succeed, you're still taking a a beating, you know, at the end of this one. Yeah, well, and for I'm glad that Santi chose to be a little bit selfish on his, on that goal that he took because you, you you saw him you saw him dribbling at an angle to engage the keeper, right? But in that in yeah. that moment, you're like, is he going to shoot this or is he going to slot that for Talis? Or, or I think it was Talis who's making the run like all, like a, yeah, to the left. Yeah, I was like, 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 is he going to play this ball in for him to tap in, or is he going to be selfish and, and take that shot? I think he made the right decision. Um, take, yeah, taking was, that shot. He was, you absolutely want to see that. You want to see anyone who's in that attack and third just be greedy and get one in mm-hmm. because his this has been the problem at least you know to me. Okay, you'll get into the attack and third once you got four or five numbers. Four or five guys inside that 18, you want it, this is going to be pass first. No. 
Get the ball, get your angle, get a shot off whatever part of the foot you need to get it off of, and get that ball in the back of the net. You've got to take that shot when the opportunity comes. We you never know. You never know as well. You know, you might be, might be, you might have uh, two or three defenders in front of you. You, 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 you know, you have a shot. It might deflect into the back of the net. You never know. If you don't buy a ticket to the raffle, how are you going to win? Exactly. It can't be just. It can't be your fullbacks. You know, barreling in shots. You know, from twenty-five yards out in a cement mixer, hoping something gets in. If you get in that close, you better take that shot. And it was great because he because he actually had something similar to that last week in, against Miami, and he, he yeah. completely missed it. He scuffed it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think it's more it's more having that you know let's have some balls approach you know let's, yes. let's actually let's let's get this ball in that's it at all costs. Cojones. That's like one thing. That's one thing I'm looking for with this team. Gusto, some balls, you know, like like some chutzpah. You know, that's what we need. Like that's what's going to see us over the line, especially with an inexperienced team like this one. That's what's going to get you over the line, which is balls. Yeah, definitely so. And then the third goal, um, Santi once again playing like playing like the, a man, just m- making a, a solo run while he has a, a defender and a half draped on him, um, just trying to pull him down, do whatever they can to get the ball off of his foot. Plays a nice little soft touch ball, and then finally we see a little bit of class from Tiago being able to 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 really finesse that ball. Using the outside, I mean, of course, the outside of his right foot because his left foot is completely utterly useless. But but finessing that ball with his right foot, chipping it over the, the keeper as the keeper is charging out and putting it in the side netting. At that point, at that point, I was like, blouses, this game is done. I was like, right. It's like this game is over. Mm, and then, we, put, then, we put three in the back of the net. There's like, hold the phone, not so and much. We're, also, we're still in this game, buddy. Can we also say something about that third goal? Who won that initial ball? That, like, Went into Santi's path. Who was won it that? Alfredo? No. Keaton? Alfredo Keaton. looked like dog shit Keaton? last night. It was, uh, it was Jim, Jimmy Sands, baby. Jimmy Sands mm. is the fuck. Dude, he's the difference right now. Well, yeah. He is. You can see. Jimmy does the dirty work that goes on. Unapplauded, like it's it's a stuff that like it's it's gotten to the point where we like we, we we expect it of him. Like it's like first team though. That's been that's how he's, that's how he's profiled. He does that dirty work. We got to a point. In 2019, where we're just seeing all these performances, like well, another typical James Sands performance, mm-hmm. because he was at that next level. We already got accustomed to these type of performances. I want to go back real quick to that to our sense our, our CDM pairing, okay? Right now, and and we've been talking a lot about this. James Sands and Keaton Parks, that partnership is the, these last two games has been amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. James Sands doing the little, you know, doing his dirty work. Now you got Keaton Parks being what Keaton Parks is, which is a natural box-to-box defender who's going to take shots on goal. Now he's he's enabled to play his game, and we have seen results. I mean, although last week, you know, we scored on a, you know on an own goal, still the pressure was there. That was our template for our win this week. Whereas our center defensive midfield pairing breaking these guys open. Now we're able to put numbers up front. So I really want to, I really want to just you know make that because it's been amazing to see these last two matches how how really like Keaton and James Sands have like have gelled and now we see Alfredo fall down the death chart a bit more which it may not be a good thing but right now I'll take it because we're just looking good I think so Alfredo when healthy Alfredo is one of the best sixes in MLS um, but like obviously he's not fully fit from his, from the groin injury that he suffered last season. 
Um, and, and the only way that he's going to get play his way back into this team is he needs like he needs minutes and he needs like substantial minutes. He can't he's not going to play his way back into the team playing little 15 minute cameos at the end of a game. If that if that's the role that he wants, if that's the role that he's comfortable with for the remainder of his time in MLS, because I mean, he is getting older. I think he's 33. So like he's I mean, he's not going to play forever. Uh, but if, so if he's comfortable with with playing that little 15, 20 minute cameo role, like kind of coming on to kind of like coast to a victory, like, okay, we're, we're ahead in the match. We don't need you to score goals. We don't need you to create. We just need you to lock this shit up, lock it down, make sure that nothing gets in, nothing squeaks in the net, then that's fine. But if he wants to play his way back into, play, play his way back into his starting 11 position, then he needs, he needs valuable, he needs minutes. Um, and the problem, and the problem is where, where are the minutes going to come from? Because if the, if the minutes are coming from somewhere, it has, somebody else has to come off the pitch or the formation has to change one or the other. Second team starts playing next week, man. So he better he better get used to playing at Belson, big. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: the field, on the, t- the field on the parking lot. When we first came into this season, we had a midfield trio, like of Keaton Parks, Alfredo Morales, and Justin Hacken. That was it. There was nobody else. Now you bring Sands back into the fold. Now you've brought Santi back into the fold. You've got Ledesma who's coming up, and yeah, like to have a player like Alfredo be able to come off the bench for you—that's huge for NYCFC. That's reliable. Listen, I, shout outs to Hack. You know, like, like I want to see Hack succeed, but so far, I think that we can all, you know, admit that the end results have been underwhelming. You know, we, Hack hasn't developed into the player that we that we've hoped that he would. But you know, it, it's it's a situation where. You know, like, like having a guy like Alfredo being able to come off the bench is great for us as a team. I think. I think that's. A, I think that's that. That's good depth right there. And especially like we lack depth in a lot of areas in the pitch. One midfield is not one of them right now. Because if you've got two midfielders like James Sands and Keaton Parks and you're starting eleven, and then an experienced player like Alfredo Morales who can come off the bench for you, you know that's. You know that that's a that's very good. That's quality, and like, but right now, dude, like, it's gonna be very hard for Alfredo to get minutes right now because Sands is playing out of his mind. He's healthy. Uh, same thing with Keaton. He's uh, Keaton's first two games weren't too promising, but uh, these these last two games, we've seen the Keaton Parks that we're used to seeing. He's been brilliant. It's been he's been amazing. He's been you know like like so like that 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 I, I still can't talk enough about that for that pass that led to that first goal. That was just he's, gorgeous. He's been so good that, that Cushing pass. feels comfortable enough. He's 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 been so good that Cushing feels comfortable enough to bring off Pereira and Talos Magno and kind of play him up as like kind of like that secondary nine like false nine slash ten yeah. to like really forward him and up the pitch. That, and he plays that role really well too. He's very good at it. That that's another thing. Like he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. You can play him anywhere. You can play him as a six if you need to. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's fine. You can play him as a ten if you need to. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's fine. He's a, he's a flexible and serviceable midfielder that could do do well anywhere. I mean, I really feel like I feel that his strength is not so much creatively. I feel his strength is more in the runs. He makes these amazing, intelligent runs. He'll give you the nice, nice little give and go. I mean, I really feel like we're going to see the best of Keaton Parks this season. Let's let's not forget something, guys. This guy has not played a complete season since he's been here. I mean, he's been, you know, I mean, he got, he got here what year, Joe? Um, 
He was here in 2019? 19. 19, he was alone, and then 2020 was a permanent move. Permanent. Okay, 2020, the world went to shit. We had COVID. I mean, he, he you know, we, no one played a complete season that year. Um, 2021, blood clots. 20, you know, 2022, same issue. We have not seen him play a complete MLS schedule as of yet in his career. I honestly think that we're going to see the best out of him this season. I feel like we're going to get a lot of breakthrough performances from Keaton Parks in that slot. Um, and it's going to lead to a lot of, uh, you know, a, a really, really great run coming on going forward. Do you think this is the year that Keaton Parks plays his way back into the men's national team? You know something? At his position, that that's a real possibility. Because you know something? The U.S. men's national team is really weak in that position. Who, who do we really have in that slot? Weston McKinney. I'm sorry, Weston McKinney is not... <laughs> Weston McKinney goes forward way too much to play that spot. My opinion is that you really need a lockdown guy in that spot. You, Weston McKinney, he's a great player. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. I think he plays out of position in the U.S. men's national team. That's my, you know, that's just me. I think he kind of plays out of position. I, I really you need that dedicated box-to-box guy who's not going to go on in the wings anytime he wants to, who who keep his concentration down the middle of the park. I agree. Also, like, listen, Keaton Parks would be an obvious upgrade over a guy like fucking Roldan or a guy like Kellen Acosta. Like, what 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 do those two players possess that Keaton Parks does? What what do they possess? Help. I think, I think, I can't, I think, I legitimately think, like, listen, this, this might sound like Homer bullshit, but I believe that Keaton Parks is a better player than either of those players. Yes. I mean. I mean, Tyler Adams. I don't think. I don't think he's better than Tyler Adams. I don't think he's better than like. Ne- ne- I don't think he's necessarily better than Weston McKenney. But like Felix said, I think Weston McKenney's playing out of position. I think Weston McKenney would make a great ten, and then you can have Keaton and Tyler Adams behind him. You know, like, and I think that would be a winning combination. If Kellen Acosta is going to get starting minutes in, on the na- national team, why doesn't Keaton Parks? Yeah. I would like to say both Rodowns are mid. Yes, uh, seventy percent. The, the, the fullback is pretty good. The younger one. Well, what what what's his name? Alex, I think. Alex Roldan. Alex is pretty Alex good. He's, okay. he's okay. But plays for El Salvador. Chris, Christian is uh he's positionless. I mean, he they think he plays winger, they think he plays a six, they think he plays the eight, they think he plays ten. They think he can play anywhere in the attack, but he's kind he's of av- he's guy, average everywhere. He's, he's, the Amer- he's the American James Milner. <laughs> no to New York, he's locked down a position very early in life and play that position. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever compare on to James Milner, you fucking uncultured swine. Don't ever do that. One last thing I want to talk about is the fact that all the DC players got hurt yesterday. <laughs> they, were all, they were all laying on the pitch dying. Like Pedro, San- Pedro Santos got subbed in at halftime and got subbed off at 70, 78. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not laughing at injuries, but yo, it's it's you, you can't like the, the idea of a halftime sub being taken out. I can't, you know, like 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 you know, like just that image is just Jesus. Pedro Santos is what he's got to be like 37 by now, right? I'm doing yeah, like that. Yeah, 34. Oh, he's younger than I thought he was. Ruan got and he, ba- he barely walked off the pitch too. Ruan got subbed off um, at, at at halftime. Um... Roberta got subbed off at halftime. Knaus got subbed off um, at halftime. Like, these, I mean, 
The only yeah. the, the only so, two players who were were worth a damn yesterday for DC were Benteke and Klish. Klish Klish had a really fucking nice game yesterday. A really tidy game. Yeah, I thought uh, no, also number twenty two. I, I don't know how to how do you pronounce his name. I thought he he, he was he was quite troublesome for us. Twenty two. Um, um, one point. Oh. Assad. No, no, twenty two for DC. Yeah, Yamil Assad. No, I swear, it's a. Are you talking about twenty one? Yeah, Ted? Are you talking about Ted Kudip Kudipietro? Twenty one? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean he 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 had, he had that one dribble in the box that really worried me, and then uh, Tiago Martins had that really good tackle on him to kind of take it away from him. Can we also talk about how bad Tyler Miller is? He's fucking awful. Yeah, he's not good. He's <laughs> a very poor keeper. And I've seen better guys play and play at the freaking Flushing Meadows League, man. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like there's certain some players who I'm just like I'm so confused. But yeah, uh, um, I remember because Juan used to play at uh for Orlando. Orlando City. And, uh, and there were people in Orlando fandom who used to think that Juan was legitimately better than Anton Tinnerholm. Dude, that dude is fucking dog shit. I'm sorry, I have to say it. He there, he is. It, it's poor. it's Florida. They're on some some different type of crack down there. So I, I lived in Florida for a year. Yeah, they're definitely on something. I, I, I like Florida. Don't get me wrong. Shouts to Florida. Florida's great. But yeah, you guys are some fucking oddballs. Um, but it, no, he looked like he looked bad last night. That that he, he offered no. He could not hand, He couldn't handle Matias Pellegrini. He just could fucking dribbled into a corner in the first yeah. half. Like, why are you dribbling into a corner like that? And then you, and then he goes and gives a, gives up a corner. Like, why are you dribbling into your own corner like that in the first half when you're only down one 0 Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. And then uh, Chris Chris Durkin is one of the DC homegrowns that they're like very high on over there. I thought he played more of like a like a center mid holding mid six position, but I mean in this game they played him at more of like an attacking winger position. Um, and, and according to Fatmar, in the last game, yeah, he scored. The, but it was, did you did you look at the goal he scored? It was like it was like far post. It was like a far post no look shot. He just kicked, a, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. kicked it as hard as he could and hope that it hit fucking the net. Um, mm-hmm. So he he had the least amount of touches of any outfield player to play ninety minutes yesterday. He only touched the ball thirty nine times the entire match. <laughs> yeah, he was invisible. So I was worried about Durkin. Really, really low ratio at that position. You that is high turnover position as well. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's that that's something that that's not good. If he's only seeing thirty nine touches, there is a fundamental issue there. there. Something's broken down. Something's not working. Um, no, just I thought that first half for on NYCFC's part was just super complete. Like like what like nobody on DC looked good in that first half. Like like even like like Benteke eventually like emerged and eventually like found his way into the game and found a way to impact you know make make an impact. But overall. Completely played off the pitch in that first half. In the second half, it, it wasn't as pretty. DC, it, Rooney made the right adjustments. Shout out to Rooney for not blaming the field after the game. Yeah. He was like, no, these players suck. That's what he said. We suck. And, and like, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, for sure. Just like shout outs to Rooney because they, they came out in that second half hungry. And even after they conceded, most people would think that 3-1 in the 89th minute, that's it. That's done. Like a goal coming in right there. That's it. For them to find that goal and make a sweat for nine minutes of stoppage time, more, you know, hats off. it was it was twelve. It was twelve minutes. Well, it was only twelve because it was, was thirteen. <laughs> it was thirteen. 
I swear, I swear, this referee wanted them to score so badly, man. He wanted that 3 3 draw so badly. Timeout, timeout, timeout. To be fair, the first two minutes of stoppage time weren't able to be done because Keaton was down with an injury yeah, after the like, burn bump. Yeah, it was like three minutes, yeah. So it was it was eight it was yeah. it was it was nine plus like three for Keaton being dead. It was nine, yeah. Yeah, so that was justified. I knew that was gonna happen. I knew it wasn't gonna be just straight nine. So, you know, like th that's fine. I'm not complaining about that. We we saw it through. It's fine. I was so I was stressing through throughout stoppage well, me too, time. But, just, yeah. but you know what? It's fine. My life, fellas. I don't know what the heck you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you. You three were at the game last night, but Kaylin Carr on commentary mentioned it. But he probably must have mentioned it like ten times. And like how small the field is. Uh, he wasn't yeah. like dissing it, but he was just saying like, "Oh, like the field is so small and stuff, like whatnot." I'm I know that Mati in the I'm first half. We've heard it so many times already. I'm, I'm. You know, listen. Here's my whole thing, right? I get it. A couple concessions had to be made. In order for us to get on the fucking field. I understand we had the smallest pitch in the league. But guess what? We're not the only ones playing on it. So are you. You're yeah, exactly. adjust to the size of the field. You think it's bad for players to be on that field? Imagine being in the stands having to watch a soccer game on a baseball field. Give me a break. It's it's old. Get over yeah. it. You know? it yeah, uh, find some different time. When Mati went for the... Yeah, so, so when Mati went for like the, like the chip... If from midfield, right? That almost went in. If 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 it had curled just just a little bit more, that that's that's a goal. Uh, he so he why, mentioned he mentioned that for like the fifth for like the fifth why, time. He's like, oh, the field is so small. Like he could do that shit. You but, know? But why do? But, but the, my issue with it isn't so much that people say that it's small because we get it. It's a small pitch. It's narrow. But however, like it's not illegal. It's not an illegal pitch. It's one's ten by seventy. Like the measurements have been done. It's a legal pitch. It both Grant, like, like, Grant fucking Wall. Who who who? May, may the Lord rest his soul. Grant Wall confirmed it himself. Yeah, no, he said, I've actually measured this thing with a tape measure, and it is 70 yards wide. I know it doesn't look like it on TV, but it is 70 yards wide. And also, um, a few a few guys on Twitter have done the reconnaissance. What they did was they took the first baseline uh, of, uh, of Yankee Stadium, home plate, first base, for as, uh, as like, a, like, like, a, like a bar, like a standard, to make sure that it was accurate. Sure enough, it was accurate. It's 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 what uh, about um what what's the distance between, distance between home plate and first base? Sixty feet. Se yeah, sixty uh, feet inches. Yeah, and it, it 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 was exactly that. They measured the width of the pitch because you can still see the outlines on the satellite uh thing. Sure enough, seventy on the dot, just just enough, and one ten in in length. It's not an illegal pitch, and it's not a conspiracy. It's just. And also, People just want to bitch on it because it's because it's a baseball stadium. People just want to bitch. Yeah, and also they can't, they can't win on that field either. So, but just wait, bitch even more. But wait, here's the thing: Is anybody calling La, La Bombonera an embarrassment to football? La Bombonera is six, 68 yards wide. It's a small fucking pitch. And and shout out to Boca. Boca is like a, an amazing club. That that they. That 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 Boca, that pitch is small. Craving Cottage, same situation. Where full where Fulham plays, same situation. Sixty eight yards wide. Nobody's saying that Craven Cottage is an embarrassment to football because it's not. Craven Co Cottage is one of the cathedrals of English football. Yeah, and La Bombonera is one of the most electric places you could ever go to. It's falling apart, so you got to be careful. But like, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've all seen those videos. But La Bombonera is like it's a mecca of South American football. Like if you. If you want to get in, in, like, a true, like, 
vibe, like like for like the atmosphere of South American football, La Bombonera is the best place you could ever go to. I would highly suggest it. Beautiful stadium. I can take it to a couple of other places in South America that just yeah, well, like, like like Barcelona SC. Of course, man. Yeah. Of course, that's the first place I'll think of. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Ecuador. Shout out. Shout out, shout out, mi, mi, mi guayaco, mi barcelonistas, mi MLSistas y todo. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just a shout out to all South Americans in general, man. Yeah, you guys are holding it down. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go around the horn here and get our final thoughts and, and drive the nail home on this uh, on this DC NYCFC match. Uh, let's start with uh, Dat Boy Davi. So, final thoughts. I mean. I mean, uh, we, we got the job done. We we got what we wanted, which was the three points, and that's massive. Obviously, you want to win your home games in MLS. Um, you know, that's that's the recipe. You know, just win your home games and don't lose your away games. Pretty much, you you know. Um, obviously, um, we the first half was fantastic. Completely played them off the pitch for the whole forty five minutes of that first half. Uh, to take two goals. Um, you know, coming off a week where we scored. Well, we didn't even score. Our opponents scored for us, and we still won one nil because of that. Because of the dominant second half that we had. Um, granted, if we were a bit more clinical last week in front of goal, you know, who knows that the the Miami game may have ended four or five nil in our favor. Um, so I think it's it's fantastic to see us still creating those chances, and you know, for us to actually see us uh, finish those chances off in this game, it's fantastic. It's a positive sign. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it until we actually fucking do it. Sign a goddamn striker. I'm going to keep saying this all all the time on this podcast. It will not be a Beyond the Smokestacks episode without me saying, please sign a goddamn striker until we do it. You can stamp that right now. You're going to hear me say it all the time up until we finally get it. Get a striker. Get a striker and we'll be, we'll be fucking scary for the rest of the league. I, 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 I tell you right now. But... Anyways, I digress. Second half, we start off very poor. Everybody's still in the locker room, just asleep. You know, they get a goal, but uh, fantastic play uh, from Sands down down that left hand side. Uh, plays it to Santi. Great little dribble. Fantastic. You know, needle thread pass into Tiago, who gets a delicate little chip into the far corner to make it three one. And then uh, everybody thinks it's over, but DC was like, no, 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 we're still here. We're still gonna fight. Hold the phone. They, they get a goal within 90 seconds of that goal, um, you know, and then, you know, just cause just had to defend with all the might for the for the last 10, 12 minutes of that game. And, you know, I, I tweeted it out after the game. I, I thought it was unacceptable how we let DC uh, back into the game two times, two times on two very cheaply goals, two very cheap goals that we conceded, two headers as well. So when, when Joe said uh, they won, they won, I th- what was it, like 62 to 38? Um the aerial duels, I wasn't surprised. I mean, both of their goals came off headers. So I wasn't surprised to hear that stat. Um, I said it was unacceptable the way how we let them have hope. You know, that was one of the keys that Joe said uh, last week. Don't let them have hope. And, well, we well, we let them have hope two times. Two times too many, in my opinion. Um, so, but, you know what, I digress. It was a great performance from the boys. We need to be better defensively. We need to defend corners a lot better. And uh, Just on to the next one. Davi, where do you tweet out of? At that boy Davi on Twitter. Word. Christian, what are we thinking? Uh, so, kind of piggybacking off of what Davi said last week, I thought we had it in us to win that game 4-0. We created the chances that we hadn't in the two weeks prior. 
But the only difference is there was just no end product. This week we saw what could happen if there is an end product. We had three goals. We get we conceded two, which is, you know, obviously, you know, like you never want to concede two goals, especially at the times when they came. Uh, however, um, you know, the fact that we had enough firepower, you know, in the barrel to, you know, see ourselves over that line and get those three points at home in front of a raucous crowd is, is more than enough for me. I'm very optimistic going into the season. I, I was I was I was very pessimistic after the first game was kind of, eh, you know, kind of feeling a little bit mad on the second was cautiously optimistic last week this week. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm buzzing over this win. I think this is a huge win for the club. I think going into a, like a, a two game road stretch that we're going to have to do with a, uh, with, with two consecutive wins gives us the momentum. Like you said, Joe, you know, it's centrical, you know, uh, it's, uh, I pr- definitely mispronounced that word. Cyclical. It's all good. Cyclical. Cyclical. Thank you. <laughs> Cyclical. It's, uh, it's, and winning is contagious and going in with that momentum. I'm happy with that. I think it was a very complete performance, offensively speaking, and in the midfield. Defensively, we need to wisen up on set plays and also, you know, start marking, you know, these big physical forwards a bit more tighter. However, you know, these are adjustments that can be made. I think, um, I think Cushing has, has asserted himself well in these last two home games. And the only, like I said, the only thing missing from last week was the final product. We got that this week. And I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. And like like Felix said earlier, I know that this team is going to continue to grow and evolve and make additions over the course of the season. And I think you're looking at a team and, you know, some people might roll their eyes when they hear this. I think we're looking at a team that we might be seeing competing for an MLS Cup in December. I, I, I do think so. I think this team's a legitimate contender and I think we've got the juice to do it. And I think we've got, uh, I think Cushing's a, a, a decent coach. Um, you know, Cushing still has a lot to prove, but he's he's done well so far with the resources at his disposal, and credit must be given where credit's due. And our player and our attacking players starting to show up. So hopefully, this momentum carries into next week and beyond. Christian. And I tweet out of I tweet out of C A Smith NYC. I beat you to it. <laughs> Felix, drop some knowledge. All right, man. So um, I took a lot of positives on it last night. You know, definitely the fact that we were getting a, a more cohesive attack. Um, we're getting goals out of places we're not expecting them. I mean, that's going to be a common threat throughout this entire season. Um, I really feel I was really happy about um, our midfield performance last night. As we already touched on, we had Keaton coming up big last night. We had, um, you know, James Sands just being James Sands. I think we're gonna. That's gonna be the trend going forward. I really feel like um, there's gonna be have to be an absolute attitude adjustment when it comes to locking these games down. Absolutely, there has to be the wherewithal that's gonna say ninety minutes. We are going to be in that game for 90 minutes. That's it. We cannot get caught with our pants down in stoppage time, giving these guys hope that we're going to come in and come in and win this game. We have to be able to, and we've seen it before, gentlemen, where we can absolutely lock down the last 30 minutes of a match, and you will not advance past our midfield. We've seen it before. This ha- there has to be a, 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 a leveling up of that understanding of how to really lock down your guy, how not to miss your assignments, how to have that total focus for 90 minutes and not make these games, you know, as hard to win as they should be. This should have been an easy four or five zip 
we've seen it before against this team. I really feel that there has to be a lot more more to that. Honestly, the best part about last night was the vibes. Uh, supporter section was on fire last night. Um, I got a bit of cowboy in last night. As that's why my voice is all all gone. But you know, I felt like last night overall, you know, everyone showed up. We got the win. Three more points in the bag. And now we look forward to Houston next weekend. So, and I am tweeting out of at Highlanders five, even though I really don't tweet that much. So there you go. <laughs> All right, and to bring it home, uh, I mean, obviously, anytime you get three points at home, it's a big deal. The uh, the mark of a of a of a great team in MLS is is the teams who get their points that they should get at home, and then find a way to steal points and sneak and sneak uh, draws on the road. Um, we have a big test coming up here with Houston and New England away the next two weeks. But I feel like the floodgates are 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 opening ever so slightly, and I feel like I feel like our strike our, our strikers and our attackers are finding their footing, and I feel like the goals might start to kind of come in in, in waves now. Um, we 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 can't rely on on winning games one zero, especially on the road. We have to provide goal support because so far Luis Barraza has shown that he doesn't he that he's not really uh capable of keeping a clean sheet game in game out kind of like Sean was going on long stretches of keeping clean sheets um he, but he's new to the he's new to the new to the, not new to the team but he's new to this starting position um for being the goalkeeper number 1 of of New York City Football Club but um this game this win was definitely a vote of confidence that we are headed in the right direction and I think that MLS should be very very afraid very afraid because we're coming. Put the league on standby. We're coming. We're coming for you. We're coming to your city. We're going to steal all the points. We're going to score our goals. We're going to lock that shit up and we're going to we're just coming to, to fuck everybody up. So, you're, yeah. you this is your this is your warning. We're coming. I want you I want to put, I want you to put the word back on the street that we back up. <laughs> Debo, Shout out Stringer Bell. Debo Debo's coming. We're, we're bullying everybody. Everybody's getting bullied. <laughs> And by and by him me uh, by him saying we're gonna fuck up everybody we're not gonna we're not gonna physically like fight anybody we're just gonna just gonna uh, break down your team up until the up to the point where we have seven no, goals. No, fuck that shit. Santi's gonna fight somebody. I'm telling you, Santi's gonna fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna have a game just like down in uh Uruguay uh, during the off season where he gets a goal and then he gets sent off in the 98th minute. <laughs> Taking his shirt off for the second yellow card. That's it. You're done. <laughs> and as always. New York is blue.